out to him. Welcome everybody to another episode of Dose of Dysfunction. I am your life coach and with me is the resident redneck. Howdy y'all. And the legendary red beard. Hey, hey, hey. Eric, it's always good to have you back. Yeah. Man, Jessica was right on top of jumping in on that. She oh, yeah. She, she heard the legendary <laughs> Redbeard was going to be here and in like Flynn. She's got to give us some juice on him. Give me the dirt. Give yeah. me the dirt. And make it hurt. Ooh. Well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't we tell you the other reason we switched the configuration? You're trapped. The guests ain't going anywhere. And I have the bug assault to keep you there. He's got the bug assault. Uh huh. You're trapped. Casey's just. I'm just. just take you out. I'm big and awkward. (laughs) You ain't gonna run me. And we realize we haven't done an interview on you either. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So that could be interesting. We we could do that. Um, (laughs) The. Okay, this is good. The dirt is Eric is a little bitch. Oh, I know who said that. <laughs> all right, damn. Not not my first thought, <laughs> but all right. To say, what I've heard some of the things he's done in public and yeah. seen some of them. I, that wouldn't be my first thought. I was going to okay. say, what is it that Jessica knows about you that we don't? Mm-hmm. <sighs> A few things, I'm sure. Real wreck. We might never know. Or we may know it all by the end of this episode. Mm. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Can hey, I get out of my contract? Eric, what's your birthday? It's in September. Correct. Um, is it September 10th? Nope. If we guess it, are you going to tell us? I don't know, but what I can tell you is on this specific day, he owes me a rum and coke. What specific day? Your birthday. I do? Yeah. Remember, I took you to the bar and got you a rum and coke, and you were like, I will owe this to you. And I said, yeah, probably forever, because I won't be at the bar on your birthday ever again. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. Not only that, uh, Eric. It was a sick trick. Eric is currently the... Eric's uh, currently the owner of a $20 bill. Oh, yes. I am not. Tw- oh, you oh, hit you it. found it? I hit it two days ago. Where? I'm not going to tell you where the fuck I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try. Okay, I'll two tell you what. If Bullshit, I- you couldn't. Well, no, okay. I know better because one day ago, I helped hide it again. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, what day is today? Saturday? It's why okay. his, I hit it yesterday. His perfectly okay, fine. he right. hit it yesterday oh, after right. he found it. Okay. So I'll tell you what, if I can guess your birthday, you'll tell me where the 20 bucks is. Okay, deal. Okay, and I got one shot. <laughs> okay, I feel like I'm getting set up here. Like, that's the vibe here. Oh, okay, all right, go ahead. One shot. It's the 12th of September. No. Jessica. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> you, you let me I knew here. it. I knew she met me. She's it. got my side. I knew it. Thanks, Jess. Damn. Oh, that's funny shit. Let's all, right. all work against him. What is it? Come on. What is it? Give up the day. September 14th. 14th. Fuck. I knew, see, I knew it was right. Just so you know, Jessica. In that area. 
Oh, she said fuck. And so, no, she was so... <laughs> she forgot? Oh, my God. <laughs> so... Eros, thinking she was Hold on, hold on. We interrupt your regularly broadcasted podcast for... Redneck ASMR. There it is. <laughs> you know what it is? One day, we're going to see that on, like, a TikTok or something, and you're going to lose your shit and be like, that's mine! Yeah, huh? that's I stole me. it! I did that! I started this! Yeah. It is a good one, though. You gotta admit, the <laughs> cracking beer can. So right. Which do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the Florida man? Do you want to start with the interview do you want to hit him with a am i an asshole i think we can do an am i an asshole okay i haven't actually read through this one and i do have an idea for something else we can do that i think will be pretty funny potentially very funny oh my god i just got asked is that the dumpster fire maker's voice i hear (laughs) oh my god who the hell said that amber you would be 100 correct (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome it would have been even better though if it was a random tiktok person because we talked about it last episode if they were like oh is this the dude Oh my god, you talked about my dumpster fire? Yep. Yeah, oh, okay. And don't worry, next time I'll use the phone mic. Apparently using the, the podcast mic for the Redneck ASMR. I got called out on it. Oh. Well, that's fair. It works. It'll it sounds actually really good though in the episode when you hear oh, the Yeah, crack. it does. Yeah. It sounds great in the podcast. So um so we're gonna do first we'll do an Am I the Asshole? And so the asshole. I've, I've only read the headline, so I have not actually read through this. But the headline of it is, am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that she's not, quote, conventionally beautiful? Ooh. Oh, okay. That's rough. Yeah. So, All right. that being Fair. said, so here we go. Just the other day, I was looking at some fashion magazine, which I helped produce. My girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, even better. He's already shovel out. Oh, Here we go. we go. My girlfriend walked into my room. We're sheltering in place together. So now you just told me what kind of guy you are. Um, <laughs> anyway, struck a pose and asked how she would fare if she was a model. Oh, bad idea. That is a terrible idea. So, since mm. I work in the young and steamy and hot sex, hot slash sex, sexy, which I apparently can't say, sector of the modeling industry, lots of skimpy. Short for I do porn. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it says. Or long yeah. for I do softcore porn. Lots of skimpy clothing, bikinis, shirtless buff men, etc. I told her she'd never make it anywhere in my expertise because she's not conventionally beautiful. Shit. But that's... <laughs> that's a one-way trip to the doghouse. Yes. Uh-huh. And then followed with... This is even better. Betty howls at the moon. Uh, but that's what I love about her. Especially, oh, no. No. Even better, he has in parentheses here, especially her flat chest and small height. Then mm. I added on oh, that I don't or 
You ain't got no titties, and you couldn't get on a carnival ride to save your life. Right. <laughs> so, all right. And, and he has edits in this one, too, at the end, which is funny. So he said, then I added that I don't know about other areas of the modeling industry, and she'd probably be accepted somewhere out there since it's a big industry. Now she's passively, aggressively mad slash dejected at me and glares daggers. She also burnt my dinner. Well, I noticed her dinner was cooked golden. He, he says, obviously, I screwed up. But even then, he's he's asking if he's an asshole. Now, here's two edits. Edit one, flat chests are good for me as they're easier to hold when I go to bed. <laughs> it's not my fault. You have little hands. <laughs> and then edit number two. I don't work in the glamorous side of the industry. I work in the side where you make cheap, steamy magazines for young people, and the models there constantly quit or are working part-time. In short, if you want to be a famous model, you don't come to us. If you want to be a model to make some quick cash and pay for college, we're your people. <laughs> oh, if you're a dumpster fire, yes, you need to you know, maybe get put out. This is where we come to. Yes. I'll give you a little bit of help. Uh, Jason says he deserves it. I'm oh. like, I guess he's talking about dinner. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you you lost. It... First Hold of all, let the let's let's hear it from the red beard. Oh God. See the asshole. Yes, I think he's an <laughs> asshole. Because while honesty is the best policy, you can budge it a little bit for your girlfriend if you ever want to get paid again. Yeah, honesty's the best policy, laid, but so. fuck that every once in a while. <laughs> it's, yeah. Come on, you gotta have more than that. It's an asshole move. It should be obvious to anyone. Like, here's where I'll help you, maybe? Eric. Okay. If, if you didn't get the fucking hint from the burnt dinner, you, <laughs> you sir, are blind in your own following. Yeah. You are definitely the asshole. I don't give a fuck flat-chested or not. I mean, in the, the best part of this is he said that she had no titties, but he didn't say shit about her ass, so you know she's got badonkadonk <laughs> for days, right? Right, because so, it's one or the other. So Exactly, and he's talking about he's in the softcore porn industry here, alright? Now, you flip her over, and she's got the moneymaker of the moneymakers here. I mean, who... Not everybody's looking at the softcore porn for the titsolis here, right? That's right. yeah. I, I mean, it, look, I ass mean. is the new tits. Like you know, oh yeah, yeah. That's why they yeah. came out with twerking and all this oh, other yeah. shit. So here's the other. This is why they make thongs. I'm telling. Wait. You. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Read and giggle. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> as Jessica says, hey, you're ugly and your tits are small. Wait, why are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my here's the other part of this too, right? So now he gets to go to work and tell all of his buddies, oh yeah, I told my girlfriend she was ugly. What the fuck? No, you don't do that. You go to work and you're like, I don't give a fuck what your woman looks like. Mine is fucking hot. It don't, it don't matter. Yeah. yeah. It don't matter. Because here's the best part. You can be like, even if you thought for any reason she wasn't hot enough to do what you, it is you put people on camera to do, you can always look at somebody and be like, it has nothing to do with your 
actual physical looks, your personality is amazing. There it is. Right? Don't fucking bury yourself. No. Don't fucking bury yourself. You're even burying yourself with that. That is true. Because you're not giving them what they're looking for in the moment. So oh there God, is. There's two sides. Yeah. Somebody doesn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've got two things here. First, the his small tit thing completely reminds me is I had an uncle. Oh he God. would. <laughs> oh god i had this okay. uncle one time yep this is the hillbilly no, in me don't touch me there that is my no no square <laughs> we were going fishing and Ow, no, this is better like the like uh park ranger fishing game lady uh-huh. the fishing game lady yeah. was at one of the places and like we had to stop and show whatever or something like that and he said as we drove off he he said yeah more than a mouthful's a waste because she had <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that was his belief system <laughs> on we got hit with a, a lady a lady uh wildlife cop once and she come walking up and uh, we hadn't tagged a deer yet right we right waiting for it to do its thing down there we're gonna head down to the bushes and go get it he just pulled the trigger on it we're probably 20 feet from the road we were within reason right and right. she rolls up and she goes hey did y'all tag that deer <laughs> you're like oh the fuck we shot this thing three minutes ago how the hell i'm not gonna track star my ass down the hill to fucking tag this motherfucker right right yeah and uh she's like well you better get it fucking tagged quick otherwise i'm gonna write you a citation and he turned around my buddy turns around and he goes you're just mad because nobody will take you hunting <laughs> and he bails off down the hill and i was like you son of a bitch <laughs> you left me here to be so she gets out the truck, calls you know, me up to the road, and I'm like, you motherfucker. You, you know what would have been better? If she would have shot one of you all, because her defense could have been, <laughs> here's the best part of the defense for shooting a hunter. But he had a gun. <laughs> right? But he had a gun. <laughs> no, I got up to the road, and she was telling me, you know, that. Yeah, you got read was, the riot act. She was on defense at this his... point. She's chewing my ass. And I'm like, hey, look. First off, I didn't shoot the deer. Second off, he's down there trying to tag it right now. Third off, I, I don't, I don't, I'd take you hunting. You yeah. want to go hunting? And she was like, no, I don't want to go fucking hunting with you. You're like, day's not <laughs> over. I haven't shot anything. Yeah, exactly. Go. Was like, you clock out. We'll go hunting. Fuck it. <laughs> nope. She wasn't having none of that. He gets back up to the top. He's like, are you going to come down here and help me drag this motherfucker up here? And I said, not till she lets me go. <laughs> Thanks to your smart ass. Right. But, oh, that's funny. No, I I definitely say he's the asshole, and I. I'll tell to, you how to get out of this. No, I to a point here. Okay, if you ask a question and you want an honest answer, you can't be too upset yeah. with the honest answer, right? Yes, you yeah. can, because it's a bait question, and everybody knows. I get it. that it's a yeah. bait question, but that doesn't fucking. Don't be a guppy and take the fucking bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a dumbass. I don't know yeah. that you're the asshole. I think you're. Just I was gonna dumbass. say, are you an asshole? Yes, more dumbass than asshole because mm. you're yeah. trying. But here's how he could have used this and got himself laid, mm. all in the process. Mm. We are about to be coached. Yes. So what he should have done was said, absolutely, absolutely, baby. Let me get my camera. And he yeah. should have got out the camera yeah. and done a little photo shoot there, which I guaranteed would have turned into him getting laid. 
And possibly losing his flat-chested girlfriend to somebody who's not a dumbass. Well, no, because he published the photos. He wouldn't have been a dumbass, and he never has to publish them because she would have got what she wanted—the affirmation of "Oh, he loves me and thinks." No, because you know that never ends right there, and it would have been, "Well, what episode? What magazine am I going to be in?" Blah blah blah, and then you're like, "Oh, you'll be in this one." Nah, and then months later, she's like, "What about that magazine?" You're like, "I, you know, the producers didn't think it was, you know, great quality." Oh, well, let's go into the studio. Oh, fuck. Well, now you're taking Helga with no titties to the fucking (laughs) studio. (laughs) No, I definitely think he's the asshole. Oh, yeah, he's the asshole. asshole, That's That's true. He was set up. There should be a men's hotline for this one. Oh, I'm sure there is, but I love the fact that she burnt his dinner. I know, that's fucking amazing. Not that's only funny. that, though, not just burn yeah. his dinner, but cooked hers correctly and sat down and oh, ate it with yeah. him. Yep. Like, it's not, like, oh, this is super good. And he's over there <laughs> trying to choke up burnt pieces of chicken. <laughs> I'm still saying he had an opportunity in there to get, to make that work a lot better. And he fucked it up. Kind of sounds like that's the same kind of chick that would ask you if you still loved her, if she was a worm or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, have you seen those? Would you love me if I was fat or Oh, my God. I, all I thought of, though, when you said, would you love me if you were a worm? And I just went hillbilly and thought you would be my favorite fishing bait. Uh, <laughs> hillbilly pick I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, if you were a bait at the bait shop, you'd be the only one in my tackle box. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious. I'm just saying, there's ways out of all of it. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, definitely that. And to me, it normally has to be a cheeky sexual innuendo that w- still screams, "Every yes, I want to fuck you. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Don't no... leave me. I yes. can't get anything better than you. Well, I wasn't even going there. Just it's the That's all that screams. Yeah, I like to get laid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, don't cut off my pecker tonight, please. Yes. To be Florida woman all over. Yes. I, and I prefer to keep all of my body parts attached. Uh, where are the scissors? Nowhere. Yeah. We don't have scissors. I was running with them and lost them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, September 14th, shirtless man. Travels, sorry, shirtless Florida man travels to Myrtle Mm. Beach to headbang during Hurricane Florence. Hell yeah. Yeah, at least you got a cool one. Mine's somebody beating their uncle with a fucking Billy the Bass. (laughs) (laughs) It says Lane Pittman, a Jacksonville resident who viral a couple years ago. For headbanging to Slayer's Raining Blood while shirtless during Hurricane Matthew was or has reemerged for Florence. Jesus. Pittman posted a similar video of himself to Twitter, but this time in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I don't know why I can't see it while there's shit on the screen. Um, along with the caption, mm-hmm. you are weak and small, Florence. 
Florida man is here. And then it has the video. Of him headbanging to it. Yeah. So, at least you got a cool one. Everybody else, hey, there's I'll some bath salts involved, and somebody's face gets eaten off. Right. And beat with a fucking Billy the Bass, and Big Mouth Billy the Bass, and so... Yeah. Fucking Florida man. Always doing <laughs> shit down there. Yours is pretty good. Yeah, I'll take my cool one. I'll take it. Happy birthday to me. Arrested for headbanging. Oh, you didn't even get arrested. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah, here you go. You ready? Here's mine. This is, this is Florida man at its best. Right here. Yeah. Okay. Florida man slapped with big mouth Billy the Bass singing fish after argument. <laughs> I love it. Oh, shit. A. I don't know what that word is. Well, I'm not looking at it. So. Sebastian man is what it's, I think is what it says. Okay. Uh, hurled a big mouth Billy the Bass at another man. After an argument between the two, Sebastian police say Glory Carney, 54, is facing a charge of domestic battery after police say he slapped the man with the toy fish on April 22nd. That's my birthday. (laughs) The man was cut on his eyebrow, according to the Sebastian police report. The man told police he was arguing with Carney because Carney was playing with the fish just to uh, aggravate him. Okay. Fed up, the man said he put the fish into the trash. Carney became angry when he had learned the man threw out the fish. The report states, so he grabbed it out of the bin and threw it at the man. Carney told officers he didn't aim for the man when he threw the fish, and it hit him by accident. Officers arrested Carney and booked him into Indian River County Jail. He was released on $500 bond. All right. That's quite a... Quite a That's a, epic. I right arrested there. somebody... Or I got I was arrested because I beat somebody with a uh-huh. billion bass. Yeah. Think about the story that makes in jail, right? What are you in for? I beat someone with a fake fish. <laughs> you did what? I big ma- <laughs> big mouth Billy the Bass motherfucker. Right in his right in his eyeball. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that is pretty epic. So I had a thought. All right. Okay. All right. So we're going to alternate this up. (laughs) Here's my thought. So me and and Brock have done in the past where we take something and he gives the life coach version of it and I give the redneck version of it. So we, we switch up roles. Okay. But here's what I thought would be a fun one to do. Dating video profiles. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, <laughs> he's like, yeah. But, oh, man. 
Okay. So here's here's the kink to it. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, there's three of us. So we there's three very distinct personalities here. Uh-huh. We have the resident redneck hillbilly personality. Yep. We have <laughs> we have the weighing in at two hundred and thirty-five pounds in the camouflage shorts. Yes. <laughs> we have obviously the overthinking, long-winded life coach. <laughs> Look, I'll own it. I get it. The okay. constant over-explainer. And then we have the legendary Redbeard. Yep. The pirate of the seven seas. The awkward pirate. <laughs> the awkward, the pirate. awkward pirate of the seven seas. Legendary for being awkward. So exactly. One of us we can't do our own, obviously. Okay. All right. Bullshit. So <laughs> we we've got a round robin this and so Okay, you get the legendary red beard. Okay, so between you two, you have to pick who get. That well, means it's kind of switched at that point. That means I. Well, okay, I guess he has to do me. I oh, gotta be you. So that works. So we'll okay, shift right. it. I'll have to do the legendary red beard. He's gonna have to do me. <laughs> this is, this the life coach, oh, and okay. you have to do the hillbilly for video <laughs> dating profile. Yes, for your dating profile. So is this just the bio? Is that what we're... Yeah, like, okay. you know, when you watch right. the little video and they're talking about who they are and what they're looking for. <laughs> oh, the video yes, bio. Yes, okay. the video bio. Right. I'm, I'm this, this is the kind okay. of girl, and these are the things yeah. I like, right? That kind of bio. You want a beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I might need another drink for this to get in the redneck set of mind here. Right. So, so the, the question mark okay. is... is I'll, to each is his poor. Yes. <laughs> so it's who wants to go first. And if you all need a few minutes, I can, I can tackle the yeah, pirate you first. You go. <laughs> I go. This ought to be interesting. Okay. All right. Hello. <laughs> what a great start. <laughs> is this thing on? You already fucked up. But go ahead. <laughs> it's because I'm laughing. <laughs> so, so my my name's the legendary Redbeard. Um, I like to burn things down. <laughs> oh, shit. To say I'm a hot and steamy is an understatement. I need another drink. <laughs> I, I really like things that are soft and squishy, maybe slightly gummy. <laughs> oh my god. The, the thicker, the better, especially if there's some golden buns involved. Oh my god. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Beyonce, I love you. Uh, Come ride my pirate ship. That's good. I gotta use that. <laughs> uh.
Uh, I'm a swashbuckling matey. Why is he sounding so sad? <laughs> I do so sad. <laughs> oh, I would like to take you for spicy Thai food. Maybe a little street Asian that I could prepare myself. <laughs> I'm not letting you out of the trailer. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> <laughs> my parrot every pirate has a parrot oh yeah mm-hmm. I will write a glorious video game about you and lead you to the depths of world of warcraft I will be your leader come follow me I need to be able to <laughs> shut my mic off like fuck <laughs> I like sleeping in awkward places to scare unexpecting people. <laughs> I wish that wasn't true. <laughs> I, wish, I wish that wasn't true. Oh my god. The funny part is I've seen the aftermath of that. Yep. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you scared the shit out of that technician. <laughs> Come sail away with me. Bye. <laughs> mm. That was pretty good. <laughs> Damn, I'd date me. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's up next? <laughs> All right, so, so I got to be the resident redneck here? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, here. Oh. <clears throat> okay, I'll give it a shot here. <clears throat> Well, y'all ever seen a six foot rattlesnake? Want to? You'll be the purtiest peach. You ever been hog riding? Want to? Want to? It's so good though. It's so spot on. <laughs> I let you make me a sandwich. You're riding my lift and picking them up, truck. <laughs> Not you, him. Slather you up. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. It's like my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's just gonna shit in my fucking. <laughs> well, that's it for me, ladies. If you ever see my full number on the side of a bathroom stall, call me. 
That's pretty good. I, I gotta give it to him. That was yeah, pretty good. No, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was, I love the <laughs> right out the bat. Man, if we had the ding. All right. <laughs> so I gotta be the life coach. You do. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, ladies. Do you know how much a polar bear weighs? Oh, just enough to break the ice. Hi, I'm the life coach. Trust me, I will be able to walk you through journeys in life that even you yourself can't walk yourself through. I am a vat of knowledge, and I have the patience to deal with your crazy. Okay. I can handle just about any curveball you throw at me. Considering I'm a softball second baseman. I have the agility of a young man and the brain of an old wise one. And you don't have to worry about burying my children, and we'll just have a lot of fun. Some days, when you're having problems with your college education and you need help, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> we will be able to make it forever and ever on nothing but our own hopes and dreams and my teamwork. Rainbows and unicorns, baby. Rain, <laughs> rainbows and unicorns, baby. And I hope to see you on my caller ID. <laughs> I like it. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, pretty good. Oh, nice. For Eric, I just have the Green Day song, the silent song on Dookie. When I'm alone in my bedroom, I'm by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. I can't. Like, okay. I don't know. I see oh, if man. you're Eric and you're the legendary Redbeard, I, I see it being solely Arr, matey. I'd love to have you aboard my ship. Yeah, but he doesn't do the voice, but I could see it theatrical in the pimp suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. like the uh, showman, right? Greatest showman. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the legendary Redbeard has arrived. Mm-hmm. I will show you my shiny sword. If you take it out of the scabbard. <laughs> oh. I should be taking notes right now. I got, please do a video series on TikTok <laughs> for this. <laughs> it could be good. It could be good. Yeah. <clears throat> they just popped in my head. I was like, you've... There is a YouTube, the guy, have you seen the one? It's like the old school 80s, early 90s style, like video dating thing. And oh, he just loses his mind. It, oh. You have to ask Denise because she can pull it up. Oh, like okay. she knows the name and everything. And it is hilarious. Okay. I mean, it's good stuff. But anyway, that's what popped into my head, especially because Eric, I don't view. Yes, you're a little awkward, but that's <laughs> part of your charm. Uh-huh. That's like what we yeah. love about you. There we go. Yeah. Oh, 
this guy. Like a hammer telling women that you have to be to work on Memorial Day. <laughs> like uh, you didn't have to be. And I was like, uh-huh. Yes. yes Did he set matter. his alarm? I don't fucking know. He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> he has his own pirate ship. I don't know. You know. In <laughs> his, yeah, that's right. In, oh, his, in his defense, though, one time I forgot to tell him that we didn't have work on a holiday. <laughs> and he showed he up. showed up. Not only that, yeah. though. Because he couldn't get in, he took a nap in his car before he went home. <laughs> when he realized no I remember was there. Oh, yeah. for just, it. To, just to set that expectation too, uh, Eric used to show up like three or four hours early to work, and instead of hanging out in his his truck, he would go inside and climb into a, a brand new coach. And fall asleep knowing that somebody would wake him up when it was time to go to work. And uh, he fell asleep in a Class A Berkshire. Mm -hmm. And the technician who was working on the refrigerator Mm -hmm. that day Mm -hmm. climbed inside of the, the coach no more than five minutes after clocking in and about shit his fucking pants when he seen somebody was sleeping on the master bed in the coach. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And that's when I was banned from doing it. Well, what was I supposed to do? I had it now. They were like, Eric, no more. Uh, Yeah, I had a... Anyway, I I had another manager tell me that, like, dude, he's got to stop sleeping in coaches. I <laughs> scared like, the shit yeah, out of his technician. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to say. That it's... technician has never been the same to this day. He checks coaches before he gets Oh, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> he, like, sure. He looks around the probably... corners and shit. Oh, it's fucking He hilarious. doesn't go in blind. Uh-uh. That's what I'm saying. And in the other scenario, you would have got shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> I mean, this isn't Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this would have been one dumbass dead in Idaho and a fucking coach. <laughs> I like it. I like some awkward <laughs> dating. From... Uh. Uh. Well, Eric, how was your day? Busy. How was your day? It was about, well, I mean. It was on and off. We covered that last episode. I don't. I won't go back into it. But it was. Okay. It's been a long day. I hear you. I hear you. So, do you want to start the interview process here? We can, or we can process. do one more. Am I the asshole? It's up to you. Or we can do that let's, later. Let's do another. Am I the asshole? Okay. okay. So, and again, I haven't read this one fully through. So. Uh, the title is, Am I the Asshole for Going Over My Wife and Speaking Candidly to Her Boss? My wife does this bullshit okay. to you all the time. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so, so here's okay. the situation. My wife is in a high-level corporate position at her job. What she does is extremely stressful, and I don't blame it for taking a toll on her. Recently, though, she's been having a really rough time with work and is clearly stressed out about it. She's visibly upset much of the time, but she doesn't seem to want to discuss the specifics with me. She's even become forgetful and somewhat unuseful around the house recently. Jesus. She seems to always be thinking about work. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm not getting my normal dinner, goddammit. <laughs> She's leaving the fucking toilet seat up. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> she wouldn't talk to me directly about it, and I knew I had to do something, so I found her boss's phone number and reached out. I simply told him that she has been listless and despondent recently and that I am that I worried about her performance at work as well as what it's done to our home life. Wait a minute, he's mad that she doesn't have a lisp anymore? List. Oh. Lisp. Okay. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> make no fucking sense. You lost her lisp? Yeah. lisp? You should be congratulating him. Yeah, she lost her lisp and, and now you're mad about it, dude? <laughs> Basically, her boss corroborated everything I was saying, and it seemed clear he felt the same way about her, about her behavior. After some time talking, we both came to the conclusion that a reassignment was necessary. <laughs> Not really a demotion, but the decision was made for her to be reassigned to a less high-stakes, less stressful position. We didn't state it verbally, but I think we both had an understanding that this was in her best interest, and our conversation wouldn't need to be brought up to her. Um, Okie dokie. After the news came down to her, she basically became hysterically upset. She thought she was being demoted, essentially, and she didn't understand why. The thing is, it really isn't a demotion. There's no pay cut involved, just an executive decision that was made for her own benefit. I'm really not comfortable telling her that I was involved with this because I suspect she'll freak out at me. (laughs) But I do feel what I did was correct, and I believe her boss was reasonable enough to understand that also. Remember that Florida man about the dog yeah. feeding the girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So okay. I have to respond to a text, but you guys talk about that for a second. Where you at, Eric? See, that's a little more complicated than the last one. I don't know that it's all that much more complicated. Well, okay, maybe it's because of the different scenario, I guess. is I, I kind of feel... That personally, my opinion is that I don't think he should have done it the way he did. Okay. By completely leaving the well, wife. Hold on, out hold, of on it. hold on. So, are you claiming him to be the asshole? I still think he is the asshole. Here. Okay. All right. But I feel he could have handled it better. And the way he handled it made him the asshole here. Okay, so you, so ultimately, what you're saying is, if he wouldn't have done what he did, he could have potentially made himself not an asshole. Correct. Yeah. By going about this a different direction. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna lay it out on the line as as like blatant as I can here. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking okay. asshole because here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I don't give two shits how stressful work gets for me or my wife. If either one of us was to interject and now it's easier for my wife to yell at, or to not necessarily yell at, but to say things to my boss, because he's probably my best friend. And in that sense of the form, yes, there are sometimes I'm like, hey, knock it off. 
that's my job, right? Like, I, right. I, I yeah. that's yeah. that's there for me to do, right. right? If I feel like I am, yes, like as of lately, stressed out and things because of work, it's because I've put myself in a position where that's what's best for me. That's how okay. I feel right. in the company, seeing the other positions and things and all that stuff. I feel that I am ultimately the decider of the fact of my job being too stressful for me. And if that's the case, then I will, you know, pick my my battles or change my, you know, what I have going on. Mm-hmm. Is there any room for my wife to call my boss and tell him that I am too I'm too stressed out and I need to have a job change and blah blah blah? Absolutely not. No way, shape, or form. Now, do I believe with you that this guy could have gone a better route? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He could have walked up to his wife and been like, Hey, this is obviously something's too stressful for you. You can't handle something, you need to change it. Right, which is what I think he should have done instead of you know keeping her out of everything going straight to the boss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with you. He is definitely the asshole asshole for how he came across this because this mm-hmm. is a situation that happens in everyday life with a lot of people. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. My wife will tell you that I am too stressed out with work and I'm forgetting stuff at home and blah, blah, blah. She'll tell you that now. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Is that the case? Probably. <laughs> Do I feel like I need to be moved? No. I like where I'm at. I like what I do. I like being able to do what I do. Is it stressful? Absolutely. Because there's more on the table than just the normal stupid shit. Right? There's Mm. more to it than that. Oh, absolutely. Looking at things differently than where I was a few years ago. You know? Mm -hmm. I've put myself in this position because this is where I want to be. This is where I'm challenging myself. This is where I'm... You know, it's stressful, but there's a reason why it's stressful. It's stressful because I give a shit, and that's how I want things to go. Right. If I forget things at home, I just need to be reminded, hey, work's not everything. Pay some attention here. Oh, it, it actually yeah. it happened a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago. It was, hey, um, we need you to pay attention to some of the stuff we're doing here because you're missing things, and, and you need to, you know, pay attention to those. Mm-hmm. And so then it was, yes, it was turning off emails and paying attention less to my phone and more to the family and and doing that. Right. That's the right way to go around it as far as I figured. So in this case, yes, the guy is a fucking asshole. If you reach out to somebody's boss and you're like, Hey, she's fucking not making me sandwiches and she can't fucking do the goddamn laundry. And the kids just fucking run wild all the time. And it's your fucking fault because she's too goddamn stressed out at work. I need you to move her. No. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Agreed. Uh, and not, well, I can go. So I'll read Jessica's comments first. That dude <laughs> is in need of castration and her boss, too. Whoa. I, you know, I don't necessarily. Strong take. I don't think you can blame the boss. It's not yes. like he reached out. No. Nah, I, can, I no. can feel the difference in, yeah. I can ask... I've noticed this, too. But we probably shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, the, because I can take this from two different prompts. Being that I could potentially have somebody come to me and be right. like, hey, you know, I think my spouse is, you know, whatever. And first off, as a manager, I'd tell them, first, you need to have that conversation with them, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. and quite honestly, I'd probably tell the spouse, and I will probably talk to them 
about this because when you know it's out there, it's that much stressful for the person. And I, it would be difficult, but I would rather pull someone in and say, hey, well, and a boss who's heard this information now as a good, a good boss, it's hard for you to leave them in a position you know is is you, damaging. Right. Their you life. don't want as a good boss, you don't want work to hurt what, oh, that home yeah. life. Right. But there's two routes to go about it. You can't just move somebody. No, and I, that's, and I agree with that. That's why I would say for me, I would have to look at the person and be like, hey, I really appreciate your concern in this. But if you're having issues at home, you two need to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. But I will have the conversation with them about work. And I wouldn't, it would be very difficult, but I wouldn't have a problem pulling someone in and saying, hey, look, your home life is spilling a bit into here. Your wife, husband, whatever, mm-hmm. came and talked to me. Where I don't necessarily find it appropriate, right? Because you're your own person and what you do at work is separate from yeah. from that. Right. But if you're have but what I need to know from you, if you're having these difficulties, you have to give me some insight and that you're struggling and let me know where you're struggling because a bad boss is just gonna move you. Yeah. A good boss is gonna say, Okay, where are you struggling? And maybe there's things in there that we can change. To make it not a struggle, because mm-hmm. is it something you're not getting, but maybe as a boss, I'm missing. So I haven't given you what you need, right, as right. an employee, or vice versa. We may find that you're not suited for it, right? But Well, so this is the other part of that, too. It doesn't say that he actually moved her. It says that he thought that maybe that would, you know, he thought that maybe that yeah, was but, the case. But well, he didn't, again... You've dealt with angry customers. Yeah. Right? Can yeah, you just yeah. walk away from it in the middle of the conversation without damaging something? No. No. Right. You, you so have you, to see it through. You hear him out. Yeah. You're going to end up having the conversation, right. but you have to be able to say within there, hey, this is a conversation you should really be having with them. To be honest with you, I think the only thing that makes the boss the asshole is that he didn't state that in the beginning. And who knows? Maybe he did. Yeah. But it's because the same you're only time- getting the one guy's story. You are, but she did get moved, and they came to the agreement in there that she should be moved. So somewhere in their conversation, the oh, boss did get moved. Yeah, oh, the okay. boss agreed with them, and then they both never said anything. So one, the boss is the asshole if he's not willing to just look at her and say, "Hey, look, your performance isn't where it needs to be. It is obviously causing too much stress on you here and there." And as much as you're you're a valued employee and a good worker, at this point in time, this is more than you can handle. And it's not good for you and it's not good for the company. Mm-hmm. It will be, in our mind, much better over here. Now, I understand if you can't make that move. I get that yeah. that's a pride thing or a, a whatever thing. But what's going to serve all of us Redneck ASMR. best, <laughs> you know, what I believe is as a as a manager is what's going to serve you and the company best is this if you don't agree i get that and i respect your you know your decision mm-hmm. your opinion but you can't let a spouse influence that yeah you can't let a spouse dictate where you are cuz here's the other part of this you can't step in front of somebody else's hopes and dreams right right now does she ho- or does she plan on being the ceo of this corporate job Probably not. Does she want to move her way up? 
I would bet you absolutely. And she may want to be the CEO yeah. of that job. Right. And so, and I'll read what Jessica says, and then I'll explain the rest of my point of view. He says, or she says, her boss should know that it's inappropriate to speak on her behalf to him, especially without her knowledge. If he has issues with her work ethic, he needs to pull her aside and talk to her about it. Totally agree. Same Absolutely. thing with the spouse. Yeah. You may hear him out and say, hey, really, this is an appropriate conversation. Yeah. I'll listen to you, right? I'll heed what you have to say, but you need to have a conversation with them and know that I will have a conversation with them about this conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think that before the boss does anything, I think that is what comes down to, you know, you pull them in the office and you say, hey, <clears throat> your spouse came to me about this. Now, I'm going to leave it with you. And I have a plan if you agree. Right. If you don't agree, then we'll keep, you're not fucking anything up. You're doing good here. Mm-hmm. You need to have a conversation with your spouse. And you let me know. And then we can move you if you feel like that is what needs to happen. Or we can leave you in the same spot if you feel like that's what needs to happen. You need to decide that with your spouse and remind your spouse that I'm I'm your boss, not his. And that if you have these confrontational issues in, in the future, they're between you guys. Yeah. And then you can come to me with either A, a proposal of whatever it is you think, or a solution to whatever, you know, or maybe you don't need to come to me at all. Right. Basically leaving into the factor that if this is something you feel like, we have that option. We don't want to lose you. You're a great person. If you don't, okay, fine. That's cool. We'll keep on keeping them. Yeah. But you need to have this conversation with your spouse. Yeah. I think the two biggest mistakes that the husband made is one, first of all, just leaving the wife out of everything. Yeah, <clears throat> I would agree with Not that. Not starting by coming to her first. The second biggest mistake is by mixing problems at home with problems at work. Yeah, and, and the other thing, though, as a management problems person... Problems at work and problems at home do mix with each other. It is they do, it is but I can tell you one of the worst things about this, though, on a manager level, is somebody, regardless of how you try to be as a manager, if somebody's spouse comes... some an employee spouse comes to them, starts saying all those things. It's hard not to start looking at them. Right. 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 As a manager. Yeah. You, you start looking yeah. at those things and you're like, and for a lot of managers, unfortunately, they're not going to go try to help the employee through it. Now they're starting to see signs. Oh, flag, flag, flag. And right. now they're just, then they're looking for reasons. They're affirming reasons to, Oh, Nah, we yeah. we should put them over here. Nope, they just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not fair to the person because you go through really stressful times, and I fit the mold of this. And actually, I can see my wife doing this to me, but <laughs> uh, but she never Mark has. has done this to me. It's fucking annoying. Well, granted, it's to you, and I know you're going to look at me and be like, "What?" <laughs> no, I I also under you know. I take people for who they are, not for what everybody else, everybody else yeah. makes them to be Be- right. because per- I get perceptions, everything and perceptions, reality, but there's value in every person. You have to find a way to get it out of them. And you, and I really truly believe as manager, regardless of your employees, you have to look at them very hard and 
find value. You can't just be like, nope, they're worthless. Right. You you can't discard people because you can look at somebody and say, your skill set doesn't match this. And I understand you may think and want to do this, but if that's the case, these are the things you have to change. And right. for, for some people, it's so ingrained in their personality that they can't change them. Right, right. You know, but right. they have to be told that, hey, you have to change this. But if you're having those issues, like I get super stressed out at work, right? Yeah. I come yeah. home and there's things. I try to do things to combat it, and it doesn't always work. I've gotten much better over time. Most of the times it's, I just look at my life. Yeah, I've had a shitty day. It's been rough. It's been this or that. No, I don't really want to talk about it and rehash it. I'm at home now, and I want it to be about home. And that goes to, okay, I'm not going to look at my email. I'm not, you know, it even goes to back to the social media conversation. It's, okay, put the phone down. Mm -hmm. And in that hour to two hours that I have, I'm going to eat dinner, going to talk to him, watch a show, do whatever. If I want to pick it back up right before I go to bed, whatever. But I'm going to give some dedicated time to it. But right. yeah, but you're, it's more responsible of the spouse to actually communicate with their spouse and say, Hey, I see these things mm-hmm. and it's starting to cause a problem here, right? Nice. I'm nice. having an issue with how this is going. How can we work through this? Or I support you 100%, but if this is going to cause you to be this stressed out or have these problems, I can't support that. Right. And so right. if if you can't back away from it, then I may have to find other things to do. And that's the extreme end of it. But there has to be a, hey, I'll support you and try to work with you, but it's a two-way street. I need you to communicate with and we need to find, you know, ways to de-stress. Oh, yeah. no, or... the, the communication is a big part. Like I said, it recently uh, being more stressed out of work, um, even being home during a, a day that's not necessarily uh you know an easygoing day yeah one homes on being home on fridays is a stressful day for me because i'm constantly getting emails and everything else and i'm always just worried about you know are the guys up front doing whatever they need to do are they getting everything done is everything you know are, yeah, they, well, are they putting on the front that they put on when i'm there right so you're stressed out about it and <clears throat> recently like i said wife came to me and was like hey forget work for 20 minutes and you know let's just have 20 minutes of family time and just kind of figure out some stuff and whatever you know and we have conversations Mm -hmm. and we go from there one of the things that i will tell you i am horrible at is i I shoulder it i come home and the wife goes how was work oh it was good it was work and and she knows at that point in time oh great (laughs) i'm fine again yeah and it's simply because i don't want to put it on her it's not her burden to bear but what i can tell you about because i've been the i'm fine guy forever no i have been right um no you gotta walk in and you gotta say most a lot of times when i walk in no it was a shit day it was a rough day today honey but it'll all work itself out you know, it's over yeah. and I'm home. But I'll tell you what, it's amazing that little bit of acknowledge instead of shouldering it, mm-hmm. but just acknowledging, nope, it was a really shitty day. It was rough. I don't need to rehash it. Tomorrow's a new day. Like, yeah, 
it'll get better. It oh, was yeah. just stressful today. But when you say it out loud and you acknowledge it to them that you're not, nope, I'm fine. <laughs> well, no, because yeah. it, 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 you say it like I come home and I'm just like, no, shut up, woman. No, <laughs> no, because I know exactly how it is. Hey, how was your, oh, was good. But your well, that's... spouse knows better. Oh, yeah. See your right body through. language, everything. Yeah. But what I can tell you is it's disarming to them if you're honest about, no, it was a shit day. But that's okay. You can... Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's slightly stress... It's not totally stressful relieving, but it's slightly stressful relieving to be like... That's what this microphone is for. Well, right. <laughs> but one be... thing that, you know, amazing... <laughs> one thing I give my wife a lot of credit for, though, is there's a lot of times when I come home and I do that when certain other things go on in the house that, you know, the tipping where you get snappy. Oh yeah. Because you're pissed off at so many other things. So you let little things is my wife's really good about saying to like the boys or something. Ah, dad's had kind of a rough day. Go easy on him. Right. You know, things like that is mm-hmm. then the communication is out there of, Hey, I've had kind of a rough day. Or when you're like, I'm going to bed, you know, it's not the, Oh, but I want you to stay up and watch this with me or do that. They're like, yeah, I get it. You had a rough day. That's cool. Go to bed. I got this. Uh-huh. You know, and that's the, and then I get it back in return from her if she's had a shitty day or that. Um, Carly says she has to take her gross meds. We should do a gross shot with her. Oh, uh, what's a gross? Mm. I'm thinking. What? A whiskey shot. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Coach is out. I'll tell you what, if we got to do a gross shot, we do Jaeger. Oh, God damn it. I knew it. Okay, man. Oh, God. I gotta <laughs> He's on. like, fuck, there's skin in the game, and he's in. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I don't mind Jaeger. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. Ooh, I don't think there's enough. Oh, fuck it. Oh, there's enough. Just pour a little bit. In each glass, even it out across the glasses. Oh boy! But what kind of meds she got to take? I'm gonna guess it has to do with her. Her she's been sick this last couple uh, of They give her liquid meds. I mean, because pills are pills. Yeah, that looks about right. Well, just, just finish it off. You can put it in my oh, glass. Yeah, even though I don't really know which glass is my glass at this point. I'm taking my glass away. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, not no part of this bullshit. <laughs> You're one of our, you probably are our best supporter. You okay. talked about us through uh, TikTok and Facebook and everything like that. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> this to us is nothing compared to what you've done for us. So, yeah. Grow shots. Grow shot. Here you are. Ah. <coughs> oh. ah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a like unwinded yeah. fucking yeah. joke. Oh, there's a yep. Follow up job. Yeah, yeah there it is. Ah, <laughs> oh, chaser. Oh, yep, there's the chaser. <sighs> well, if we're gonna make it gross, you gotta like. Oh yeah, it's gotta be gross. I mean, I don't mind Jaeger, but it's still nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do have to agree. And I 
again, I'm a huge, uh, you know, don't come home and bear everybody else with your problem, right? That, to me, mm. that's that's not what you're supposed to do. And a friend of mine, actually, uh, him and his wife have decided that what they do is when they get home, and she normally cooks dinner, I'm guessing, but they get, cook dinner and sit down at the table. And throughout dinner, they talk about how stressful work was and talk about work things or even how good work was or whatever. And they talk mm -hmm. about it. And then as soon as they're done eating dinner and the plates all go into the sink or go into the dishwasher, that's it. The rest of the night is other stuff. And okay. we've kind of right. taken a little bit of that too. Um, if it's stressful, but it's just the normal shit, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to sit down and we're going to bullshit. No. I don't, that's. Work is stressful. I don't give a fuck who you are or where you go. Oh, yeah. It yeah. Is, it, there's always something to it. Oh, yeah. There's mm -hmm. always stress. It, it doesn't matter. This this world and even, in, you know, in the free market and everything else, there's always going to be stress, and that's how it's going to be. Yeah. The days when you come home and you're just like, fuck my job, fuck work, <laughs> right. fuck the assholes I work with, right? That's when you sit down <laughs> and you have the conversation and yeah. you're like, this motherfucker did this, you know, yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And when you wake up in the morning, you, okay, now, now I have to go deal with this. this is, you know, I have to deal with yesterday's stuff today at work to make sure that tomorrow is better than today will be or than yesterday was, right? Because that's the, that's the driving goal is that the next day is always going to be better, right? You always, yeah. you, you don't ever go to work thinking... Ah, oh, today's gonna suck more than yesterday did. Well, some people do. <laughs> I have gone to work and been like, "Oh, today's gonna suck," because I know what's in front of me. Yeah, but at the same point in time, right after that statement, it's, "Well, I guess let's make this suck as least as possible." Right? I was gonna say, go. normally, if you know it's gonna suck walking in, yeah, you'll try to make the best of it. It's when you walk in. And you weren't expecting it, or the day starts mm. relatively well and then goes to shit. That's yeah. when it's hard to deal with because yeah. you're like, wait, wait, where yeah. did this go wrong? It's always when you get that knockout punch right before you clock out. That's the one where you yeah. come home and you're just like, these motherfuckers, you know, and you're just mad, right? Uh -huh. When you get punched in the groin in the fucking beginning of the day. And you're just trying to bring yourself back up from it all day long. When you get home, you're like, you know what? I've dealt with this for fucking long enough. I don't want to talk about it right now. Let's just eat dinner and have a good night, and then I'll deal with the shit tomorrow. And it's, to me, I would rather take a super stressful job over no stress, but knowing that the only reason I'm there is because everybody feels I can't exceed. Yeah. That, to me, to, to revert it back to this scenario of him talking to the boss, if they both decided that I just can't hack it and I need to be in fucking janitorial service or whatever, to me, that's more devastating than being stressed out at work, you know? See, the husband, well, actually, both the husband and the boss, I feel, are, are assholes in this situation. Absolutely. Because, oh, yeah. Well, think of the wife. She was left out of everything. Does that mean that neither of them trust her? Do they have no confidence well, and, in her? And again, like, you get to what, the what point, too, thinking? where the manager doesn't necessarily have control of the situation because the spouse is coming to the manager. Yeah, right? but he moves so and he, nobody says anything about the conversation. No. So now she's left. action. 
Yeah. Yes. Then yes, you're definitely a total asshole. But if in the sense that we're giving, say, we give him the benefit of the doubt, and he's only dealing with what he, because who's to say he didn't call her in the mor- next morning? And was like, hey, this this conversation happened. And, you know, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. And what I and would... I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah, in the no. fact that because he's an asshole. the fucking <laughs> yes. uh, spouse, or in this case, the husband. Ultimately creates this whole situation. It does, and what bothers me about this is makes me wonder what does this husband do? That's the other thing too. Yeah, is he just a fucking? Does he sell vape pens at the vape store? I mean, what the fuck? Well, or does he not work at all? Right. Does he sit at home on his ass while she makes big time corporate money? And And now he's now he's feeling neglected. Yeah, because or he's feeling the. Oh shit, she's successful. It's okay if she's got a moderate job, but shit, she's successful. She's now really outshined me. Yeah, and, and now I need to hold her back. It's which, the crab theory. Yeah, because if you you drop a trap into the ocean, right? And right. The crab gets inside the trap, and another crab gets inside the trap, but one of them tries to leave. The one on the bottom of the trap will pull them down. So they call it the crab theory. I don't. I watched yeah. a whole YouTube thing on it. No, it's yeah. no, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. It was something worth watching if you want to be in a position where you're in charge ever once, because you got to realize who's pulling who down and oh, yeah. see who's actually pulling someone down or who's actually struggling and falling down. So it was a a good video to watch. But it it, it in this scenario, yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds like the guy is a stay at home dad or husband, and yeah. and he's. Oh, she's getting the limelight. Yeah, she's forgetting about me because work is so intense and crazy and blah, blah, blah. But she's forgetting about me. It's all about me. Stop yeah. thinking about them. It's about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and that seems more legit. It's the and neediness. I, I want to give the, the manager the benefit of the doubt, too, because not all managers would handle this the same way. Oh, no. no oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not, and, yeah. and, that, and in this scenario, it sounds like all managers are just going to fucking be dickheads. And that's wow. not the case. But that's perception. Right. No, I, I, get, I get it, Mr. Coach. <laughs> I get that it's all perception. <laughs> no, but I mean, in general, when people start bitching about work, right? Mm-hmm. Manager's a dick. And I'm not yeah. saying that because I'm yeah. a manager, because it works the same way for me. Right? Mm-hmm. I got, I'm not the guy. I have bosses too. So I have managers. Yeah. You know, and yes, there are days where I'm like, the manager's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that, no, I think everybody to a, to a point has felt that. Yeah. And if, if you don't, well, then somebody's doing something wrong. That I think that all yeah. comes back to the, um, if you meet 100 people in a day, and one person was an asshole, one uh, person was probably an asshole. But if you meet 100 people in a day, and 100 people were an asshole, you're probably you're the, the asshole. asshole. Yeah. yeah. Right? So that, everybody's had good bosses and bad bosses. Whether they've, they've opened their eyes to seeing that or not is a totally different thing. Yeah. And, and that's where it's like, you kind of have to uh, see it, again, this whole situation, none of this happens if the if the husband isn't a fucking asshole. No, it doesn't. He is the asshole, I, and I I can appreciate where you're trying to give the manager the benefit of the doubt. But what I struggle with this, and why I would tell you the manager's an asshole and a shitty manager, is because well, it's because of the move. 
Well, because I think that's where it hangs everybody up in this one. Well, he does move her, and that does make him the asshole. Well, but But we don't, like I said, we don't know if they had a conversation to begin the whole thing where she just agreed with him because that's her personality. And well, the first thing you have to do as a manager when somebody's failing, if this is brought to your attention that they're struggling, they're stressed out, they're this, you have to ask yourself. Am I failing them? Have I right. given them all the tools they need to succeed? And they're, they just, they don't have the ability to, right. right? Right. Or have I not given them the tools to succeed? And that's why they're in this situation. They're failing. I haven't given them what they need to be successful. Because you always got to look at your part in any of it first. Yeah, it, you're going to... Well, not all managers manage equally. If you're a good manager, it you know, using this example, is that's what you would do. Is you'd be like, have I actually given my employees everything they need to do their job? You know, you look inwards first. Well, yeah. But not all managers are gonna think that way. Yeah, a lot of them and not to say all of them, but a lot of managers have that, you know. Oh, you're right. Let's just move her. Because they have that like, oh, you you know, after you said that, I got to thinking, you know, she did miss this and she did miss this meeting and she fucked up here and blah, blah, blah. They start the reading. Yeah. Oh, shit. And now I see all the sun. But they never look at themselves. That's the big thing is a lot of people in power will never look at themselves as the problem. Think about it as Hitler, right? Hitler didn't think he was doing anything wrong. But I'm sure there's a lot of people looking at Hitler like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I got to enforce this? Oh, shit. Uh You know? (laughs) You see that now, though. You hear that both sides now. You hear that in the Ukraine war with Russian soldiers. They got recordings of them talking shit about their leaders and are like, yeah. No, I'm not doing this shit. Or, oh my God. Yeah. They want us to look at the military. It's the same thing as any other company. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just a business. At a certain point, it's, oh, yeah. you know, you got people in charge and people who aren't, you know, brings to the statement of there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Always. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it is what it is. I mean, the guy's an asshole and because of the boss moving her without any other information, yes, he's an asshole as well. So I don't think that she in any way deserved what had happened to her. So... I have to say they're the the two guys in this scenario are an asshole, and I'm also gonna state this: this makes my misogynistic look inside look way better than I, because I have sided against all three of the males. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and the thing about this, like this particular scenario, is well, I think you touched on it: is you're only seeing one side here. Yeah, you're only getting the perspective of the husband right. here. You, well, I think that's, all, that's the hard part. That, you don't know. Exactly. That's the hard part to judge the whole scenario because you don't know. Maybe they had a conversation and she decided that, you know what? Yeah, a little less stress is better for me. Mm-hmm. And they went that route. Because he doesn't state that they had a con- that her and her boss had a conversation the next morning. Mm-hmm. He doesn't state that. You know, he all he states is that they moved her. Okay, well, is that because you called in and you were an asshole and the fucking boss is an asshole and said, you know what, you're right, Jimmy, and fucking moved her? Or did they have a conversation the next morning and she was like, you know what, I, I think 
the both of you are right, and I feel like maybe that would be a better scenario for me to go that direction. We don't know. No. But in the in the case, if you look at it blatantly and open and clear, yes, they're both assholes for what has happened. Yeah. Well, outside not having my spouse, I've had another manager tell managers above me that I was on the brink and that they probably should go talk to me. No, okay. But see, and again, okay. inside of a company, and that's, manager yeah. to manager, or that's manager okay. to yeah. superior manager goes, hey, maybe he's too young or he doesn't know or he's not experienced enough or something stressing him out or whatever. Go talk to him. Okay. And the boss man comes down and he talks to you and figures out what's going on. Okay. He's just a little stressed out right now. We're taking on some stuff and he hasn't learned it yet and he's stressed out. Okay. <laughs> whatever. Or, oh my God, this guy is so riddled with stress that this is not a good position for him. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, in inner company, absolutely. I mean, but I can tell I'm you sure being on the catch... end of when they walk in and you know that somebody's told them that they yeah. need to go there. Yeah. You don't like it. Well, and I'm sure, mm. I'm sure somebody's not going to like this, but you and I have talked about things like that oh yeah where it's like hey i think this person would be better suited for this or, oh, yeah. i have those conversations with other people all the time yeah and normally well actually one my biggest success story actually of that conversation was adam the super soldier yeah mm. because when he was in yeah. accessories he was not cut it was not the job for no. him no but he doesn't have the ability to say i can't do it no he he doesn't have a quit in him. Right, there's no quit in that guy. But the look of relief on his face when I walked in and sat down and said, "Hey, I know this can be stressful, and I know you're not necessarily huge on the accessory thing. Like, I don't think this is quite what you thought it would be." Right. But how would you like to go to Power Sports? I have a spot here. Would you be interested? The look of relief on his face when I <laughs> opened up the door because I didn't demand that he go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I but I offered it and the look of relief on his face was like, Yeah, I'll do it. And you could yeah. tell it was the oh thank God you gave me the door. I didn't because it also let that piece of mm -hmm. ego stay attached that was I didn't quit and I didn't give up. Yeah. They just but they realized it, I was spinning my wheels and they decided yeah. that a better position for me would be this. Yes, mm. which led to where he's at. And he's great. Like, we got him into oh, yeah. the correct position. Yeah, he's going to be hard to... Oh, uh, no, I he's do. He's going to be an absolute fucking hard to nightmare to try to fill his shoes. Yeah, and he yeah. gave me his date. Yeah, I know. And, and that's the scary part. Because, it, it, to be honest with you, the back counter doesn't run without... No, it, it doesn't. He makes my yeah. life a hundred times easier as much as he's a pain, oh, yeah. pain in my ass. Oh, he, yeah. he makes my life a hundred times it's easier. It's going to take you a lot of time and oh, energy to fucking fill his shoes. There's only yeah. one guy I have that can be even close to that. And I don't think, I think he's happy where he's at at the moment. Yeah, I think he likes his spot too. Yeah. Ooh. So, okay. and that's okay because... I think he'll be successful at that spot because I don't look at it yeah. as like he's failing. I think that's no, a good spot no. for him. I mean, as far as the strength strengths coach goes, he's doing phenomenal yeah. where he is. Um, so I'm curious who this person is. I wouldn't name I him until person? he shows up on the show, and I think he is wanting to. Yeah, maybe no. Potentially be here, so I won't name him. I we won't throw <laughs> his name, won't out name there. him ever for yeah. that position. 
but yeah, but it it's one of those things. Yes, that's going to be super tough to fill because I don't have a person to plop in there. Yeah. I don't have somebody within my crew that I can go, yep, let's throw them in there and away we go. It's like, yeah, oh, fuck, how do I replace this? Right. You know? Yeah. But as always, I will figure it out. <laughs> but yes, it is time to interview Eric because we're getting too serious. Yeah, we have oh, to go no. to something else. I was going to say, um, I do have another topic, too, if we run out of things to ask Eric. I don't think I'm going to run out of things, but I'm up for whatever topics. I don't think so either. Let's uh, interview. Let's begin. Eric, what is your favorite sleeping position of all time? <laughs> On my left side. Left, left side. side. Here's a, here's left a better side. question. In what reference to the door of the room? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So if you're standing at the foot of the bed, looking at the head of the bed, which side do you sleep on? Because you're a okay. single pirate. All right, well, foot of the bed, I'm looking at it. So I actually face that. away from the door. So I sleep on my left side, facing away from the door. He's the John Wick style. He's got the 45 tucked in his armpit on his left side, and you open the door and he rolls over. Gotcha, motherfucker! So that's the question. Uh, which side do you sleep on? I sleep on the side that is closest to the door. Um, okay. So if we change the bedroom around or anything like that, I have to... It's so super weird right now because my wife has made it so that I can't because we have the newborn coming in. So we have the little thing. Yeah. next to the bed, right? So she's going to put him in that and everything. So it freaks me out because now I'm further away from the door than her. So it's the first line of defense, weapon or not. Mm-hmm. Right. I have to now get past her to get to whoever, right? Just just in a defense mode because yeah. that's right, as a yeah. dad you, and you a husband, you think about that shit, right? Mm-hmm. You think, oh, I'm her protection. Right. right. Somebody breaks in here in the middle of the night. Even if you live in the best neighborhood in the world, somebody breaks in here tonight. I got to get past Prego first. Yeah. Right. Now you're thinking, okay, so we both sit up. Oh shit! Now I have to worry about her being in the way of me accidentally hitting her, kicking her, whatever, on my struggle to the door to right. fucking wrestle with whoever it is in the doorway. Right. Mm-hmm. But for me, security wise, I would prefer to be the one who's closest to the door. Hmm. Even if that means I have to change how I sleep. Okay. So, right. and there's like a couple month period where that will fuck with me for a little while. But eventually I find a comfortable spot and away we go. Everything's good. So for me, it has less to do with the position that I sleep in and more with the geographical where I am right. to the door. To the, yeah. Where I am to the immediate threat. It's the protector. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I I get it. I, I didn't say I've slept on. I'm the. I don't know what side you want. Okay, I'll take the other side. It's fine. I'm sure. Yeah, See, but I'm kind of with you. I like to sleep on my left side. So I guess if I have a per- preference, I want to be facing the outside of the bed, right? So if I'm sleeping on my left, I want to be facing the edge of the bed. I don't want to mm-hmm. be facing the inside of the bed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I prefer to sleep on that side so I can sleep on my left side and be, but I always wake up on my back anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Oh God, no. Mm. 
if I wake up on my back, it's because I rolled to my back. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Now, the shit starts getting thrown out of line. And I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Something wrong. Pee pee go wrong way. No, yeah. <laughs> no I roll over and my balls cover my blowhole and I start snoring. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> right? <laughs> Huh. Eric, what is the dumbest way you've been hurt? <laughs> okay, well, something did just come to mind is a few years ago. I don't, I don't remember why I decided to do this. I was in a garage, and okay. I was trying to balance on one foot on a block of wood. For no particular reason. I, I don't remember why, but I remember I was trying to balance on it, and I lost my balance, and I fell, and I hit my jaw on the edge of one of those plastic milk crates, Right. and the corner punched oh. all the way through my lip, oh, big shit. enough where I could stick my pinky through it. Oh, damn. Shit. Yeah, that was fun. That was probably oh, the dumbest shit. way I hurt myself. That is impressive. Like, that yeah. is impressive. Like, yeah, just like blood pouring down my chair. I'm like, oh, I did. All right. Why? Don't know. And there's hockey. Yeah. Hockey son. Go, Hawkeye dog. It's like, hey, you got food? You got food? Hi. Yes. Go upstairs. Go. 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 This has been like a thing for like the last three yeah. episodes. So, go. Go. He's so. God damn it, shit for brains. Go. <laughs> all right, what's all right, Brock? What's the dumbest way you've hurt yourself? Um, the dumbest way I've actually hurt myself was uh, we were getting drunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because that's how that's a good all start. My good ones start. <laughs> and uh, I was sitting in a lawn chair and we were all sitting outside of our shop and drinking beer and had a fire going and everything while well, I was drinking Coors Light bottles off to my left side here and I actually have the scar to prove it the one right there on the back of my finger nice uh, one of the bottles had broke in the box and when it reached into the box it hung my hand up and I was like what the fuck so I just kept Oh, like fucking digging this goddamn uh, hole or ditch in the back of my finger. That one. Right. Um, for no fucking reason. I couldn't feel it. I was so hammered. It was just like, yeah. give me another beer, you know, and I'm like right. reaching into the box and just jamming this fucking broken piece of glass into my hand. Mm-hmm. And eventually I found an unopened bottle of beer, pull it out, take the top off, throw it, and sprinkled blood across the the concrete there. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, nothing. Drink a beer. Woo-hoo. And, you know, back we went. And they're like, dude, you're bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I like look down, and there's oh, fucking fuck. blood everywhere. Uh, I dug man. that bitch to the bone, and that's what was stopping me from reaching further into the box. Oof. And I turned and looked at it and went, well, that's ugly. And then we <laughs> covered it up with a paper towel and kept on fucking getting slammered. There you go. <laughs> so probably the dumbest way I've hurt myself. Never got any stitches or anything. 
That's probably why it looks uglier than shit. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I was one of them earned tattoos, boy. Earned tattoos. Yeah. All right. How about you? Yeah. What about you? Oh, I got a couple. Hey, rank the cat. That one ranks. Oh yeah, that was pretty oh, yeah, stupid. Yeah. That yeah. one's pretty stupid. Um, when I fell at McCleary's. <laughs> I don't like yeah. if we're gonna go with the cat incident or falling at McCleary's, oh, I'm gonna yeah. say McCleary's is definitely a second place position to soberly trying to grab a feral cat. And the other yeah. one, as far as I'd call it kind of a weird way I hurt myself once, we were uh when I detailed cars, we were really slow in the wintertime. Well, we were playing catch in the shop right we brought a football in well you'd run out of work to do and right you'd be waiting for a car or whatever so uh we were throwing it across the deal and i tried to throw one like fairly far and you know how you like kick your leg out you know you throw a ball yeah and then i brought my foot back like really fast and i wound up oh my god you face planted no i (laughs) i slammed it you'd say that the heel of my shoe and I didn't have like steel toed shoes, just regular into my big toe. And I ended up losing my toenail on it because I smashed my toenail back Wait into my foot. You high speed collisioned a heel into a toe and fucked your toenail up. I did. I had to tear it off. That's okay. Discombobulated toenail. Grabbing a fucking feral cat. Got him clear. That's how, that's how you're stupid. Injuries go right there. Fair. I was going to say, if we want a really <laughs> dumb one, yeah, that's a pretty dumb one. Okay. That's how that ranks God, up there. that fucking yeah. sucked. <laughs> it hurt like hell. I lost a yeah. fingernail <laughs> one time, and I could, like, keep it out of the way. I couldn't imagine fucking doing the shit to my foot. Oh, it was... Was it, it a big toe? Big toe turned, oh. like, the nail turned purple. What? Like, oh, black and purple. Oh, and it I, purple. And, yeah. you know, I left it that way, for, you know, a little bit, but eventually I had to peel the nail off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I jacked it up. It was one of those things where, and it was so freak in just the fact that I wasn't doing anything. You were overexerting your throw. You were Bubba throwing. He was getting into it. Oh, man. It was just one of those weird things. Just, you know. Hold on. I'm going to dive off the deep end with this next question. Okay. Okay. Because it leads to the next question. Oh, boy. Redhead or blonde? Would you prefer a redhead or a blonde? He doesn't want to answer. I know he doesn't, but he's got it. Blonde. A blonde? Okay. So, with that being said, who gets to be in charge? Ooh, that's a good question. He's looking at me like he doesn't understand, but he knows damn well what I'm getting at. Who gets to drive the bus when you both are heels to Jesus? What kind of fucking redneck saying is that? When you're doing the McNasty. Who runs the show in the sack? Yeah, who's who's the... Who who Mm. takes lead? Exactly. You? Yeah. All right. Yep. But you're so not aggressive. Eric. I know he's. That's why I asked this switch. question because Eric is not the guy I would expect to be like. We're going north. Like that's not. He's not the guy I would. I would figure to fill that position. But I, I, that's why I wanted to know. 
That's fair. No, that's a good yeah. question. That is a good question. That would be. <laughs> that's why he wants a blonde. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she needs him to lead. They're fire no, anyways. Put those heels to Jesus and drive that blonde. <laughs> yeah, that so too? in this case, we're heels to Jesus for Eric and asshole to the devil for her. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Eric, what are the three scents you like? What are your three favorite smells? Ooh, that's a good one. That is so generic. Like, are we still on the topic of like on a woman or just like anywhere? (laughs) What's your three favorite perfumes? No, No, three favorite smells. Scents over the whole thing. Yeah. Everything. All of it. Okay. Three favorite scents. Probably number one would have to be the smell of cooking onions and butter i'm not gonna lie i was really expecting sex (laughs) i I am not shocked at all he went with the cooking one first that's true he does like to cook i do like to cook yeah so number one would be the smell of onions cooking and butter just fucking amazing um number two okay number two hmm what was it? Top three favorite smells? Mm-hmm. I got to go with the classic one. Bacon. Oh, okay. That, bacon. that ranks like number one. You walk in a yeah, room and you say, smell bacon smell and I'm bacon. just like, bacon. bacon? I'm like the dog in the Begin Strips commercial. Bacon? Bacon? What the? <laughs> Carly's throwing me for a curveball there. <laughs> number three is going to be a weird one because... I don't know why I like it. The smell of gasoline. No, see, that's not that's not weird. That's actually not weird. Well, I know it's pretty common, but that's actually like the it, least weird, weird though, one right? of that you could have picked. And I'll tell you why. Here is Carly's three. Okay. Lavender, which is strange because a lot of people don't like lavender. I don't. Okay. Diesel being number two, and strawberries. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fuel, two stroke, like you hear a lot oh, of people. Yeah. See. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snowmobilers will tell you that their favorite scent is two smoke in the morning. <laughs> Jessica says she actually doesn't like the smell of bacon, but she does like the taste. Yeah, I knew oh. that one. <laughs> I knew that one. Here's a question for you, and we're going to go to the dance floor, and it's from Peterbilt. He says, Dirty Tango, who's the lead dancer? We back to the heels to Jesus. No, 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 this is all the dance. The dance. Okay, actually dancing. Okay. Yeah. Dirty Tango, who's the leader? Not me, because I can't fucking dance. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, can I stand? Not I, sir. Just put my feet on top of your shoes and leave me. me. He needs the Amazon woman for that to be like, let me hold you. Yeah. See, and here even even settles it a little bit better. I mean, granted. His caller name on TikTok is Peterbilt, but he says uh, bacon, campfire, and diesel exhaust. So okay. it's actually not that weird for somebody to state that they like the smell of, of fumes from exhaust of any kind um, or just the fuel itself. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you can go back to a lot of people like love the smell of campfire. Well, again, that's, there's a that fuel sure, in yeah. that at some point in time. You know what smell I like that's weird? That I think's weird. Burnt electrical. 
It is oddly satisfying. Yes. Electrical? Yes. Okay. The electrical burn smell. Like when a TV, like mm-hmm. the the electronics in it go out. It's a it's just this oddly This sir, I did not know about you. Um gunpowder, I kinda of figured that one. Okay, all right. Um campfire, I kinda of figured that yeah. one too, but then grilled corn. Hmm. Wouldn't have thought of grilled corn. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. I mean, I like it. I like to eat grilled corn. Wouldn't have thought of that first. <laughs> Peterbilt bacon is my fuel. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, no doubt. Like, Hell yeah. I actually, um, personally, I like the smell of cigars. Mm, like, okay. all of them, too. It's not just like one or the other. Yeah, I have the ones that I prefer to smoke, yeah. but cigars for me is a is i love the smell of cigars um burnt wood not like campfire but just like a burnt wood Mm -hmm. like an oak like a hardwood and then um two stroke i I love the smell of two stroke that for me is is another another good one so it's kind of an interesting and not to get psychological but all these things kind of have one thing in common they can burn shit down or run things (laughs) Well, it's the act of either burning or heating something up. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. The yeah. All, all oh, yeah. Con, right? Yeah. The only one I, and I don't know what the smell is, but there's a certain, like, perfume smell. Um, oh, I can tell you right now, if you are a fucking older white male and you wear too much fucking no. polo, no. I swear to God, I am ready to fucking choke you with your own tie. Oh, see, for you, it's polo. I, I'm... Well, I'm, even the other... I mean, No, Stetson. The yes. old dude, Stetson. Oh, fucking, That's what fucking my dad ass. wears. That's... Uh, I'm <laughs> telling well, yeah. dad wears Stetson. Yeah, but we're, yeah. we're within 10 years of each other. We we yeah. figured this out the other day. Yeah. 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 So... Stetson and polo are bad. My buddy in high school, his when he got a girlfriend that liked cologne, right? Mm-hmm. He had a bottle of Stetson in his car that he would put on. I was like, "You stink, fucker!" Yeah, like, no <laughs> shit. Because uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, one drop of Stetson is enough for everyone. Oh, that's interesting. So Jessica says laundry when too much soap has been used. I do actually like oh, laundry yeah. soap. Lilacs, which is okay. And the top of babies' heads. Yeah, women for whatever reason love that. I don't. There's a baby. There's a. Like, yeah, I'm out. It smells like child. No, there's a baby's. I get that one actually. It's not one of my favorites, but it is a smell I do. There is something about like a a newborn smell, a new car smell. Oh yeah, yeah, new new car. car, When you get, you're like, ah man. The leather smell. Yes, leather. So like that. Um, what do they call it? Shit. Uh, the stuff you use to wipe down the leather in your car. What is it? Armor all. Oh, okay. Oh, it has, yeah. a, has a leather one and it's... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, man. It's like hopping in there and you're like... Mm. And yes, the smell of rain. Carly just said it. But uh, she likes... Oddly, she likes uh, brute cologne. I've never smelled it, but it sounds oh, like it's really aggressive. And no, that, that was like... Uh, I think if you went... Stetson was... Really popular in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Brute was really popular in the nineties. Was it in, in the early nineties? Brute was a very popular one. 
Yeah, and then she says the smell of rain, and I do. I have to say, I love the smell of rain. Mm. I love being in the like Ooh. not in the rain, but like the being rain. on the porch nope. watching the rain come nope. down. I can't. Kidding me? I just go out and get fucking soaked. I love being out in the rain. See, I, I can't love being in the rain. Fucking but... stand the rain. <laughs> but it makes everything smell. Like, I feel like uh, we should clean. make a playlist about rain and play it at work. Does it drive me nuts? <laughs> Yeah, and songs the, about the, rain. The your boss first you. song on there is "I Can't Stand the Rain." <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate the rain, one hundred percent. Fucking hate the rain. It's why I couldn't live. I get we're in the Northwest, but Boise isn't that rainy. No, it's not that. But I couldn't live in Portland. I couldn't live in Seattle. No, can't Washington or Oregon. Yeah, couldn't do it. No way. I'm out. There is nothing better than a double barrel brand or brandy or bourbon sitting on the porch, shoes off, hot summer day, watching the rain come down no. in the safety of the dry porch. And then you get all the fucking humidity and it's awful. I again, I'm out. I fucking hate the rain. See, I would rather <laughs> Be in a hundred and thirty degree desert oh, heat in the blaring sun. I'm gonna tell you right now, the rain. it gets too hot, and my balls start to sweat. I'll quit my job and go home. I am fucking. <laughs> that's no, I'm out. That's my point to how much I hate the rain. I don't like to be hot. My ideal is. Oh, see, Jason hates the rain too. Yeah, I'm okay with dry and cold as fuck. Like, I could go, I'm fine with snow. I like oh snow. God, I love snow. Like that? Snow I is gold. I like, sky. yes, especially Ooh. when you're somewhere super, super quiet. Quiet? Middle Be of the night snow? Yes, because yeah. it's a, yeah. it's an eerie quiet. It well, is. It is yeah. But it's almost, it's almost relaxing and and just, like, it sets you back in the, you're just like, yes. okay. Yeah. And see, that's that's what I like. The snow like that is an, another level. It's like a an oddly satisfying. And your name is Grumpy Bear because you hate the rain. <laughs> Fuck the rain. Not only that. Fuck the rain. That yeah. is fitting because actually that was like um, my childhood, like like little kid baby. Yeah. Grumpy Bear, Care Bear. Oh, I okay. still have. The Grumpy Bear Care Bear from when I was, like, probably four or five years old. Oh, that leads me to a good question. What did you sleep with when you were a child? Was it a blanket, a teddy bear? What? As a kid, it was a blanket. Blanket? It, yeah, and it had pictures of polar bears on it. Did you have a special name for the blanket? Yeah, my polar bear blanket. Okay, that's fair enough. That's my, yeah. my, my little girl is her pink blankie. Mm -hmm. okay, yeah. Absolutely has to have her pink blankie, otherwise I have to drive across town and go get it. Yeah, my oldest I, son I is my black blankie. Ah. He has this like black, and I think it's got some gold and white, but he calls yeah. it the black blankie, and yeah. it's one of those cheap buy it at the store, like ten or fifteen dollar ones, the really kind of thin ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. but fuck, man, that he's had it forever now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, we'll never be able to get rid of the no. Blankie. You can't. It's their ownerships. As a 30-year-old man in today's society, mine was a teddy bear. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And I don't remember what I called him, but he was he was my nighttime bear. 
he had the get up like he looked like um what's the the teddy bear on tv that like misses a button and all that like the kind of like the oh, eeyore shit. teddy bear you no, know is it like paddington bear paddington yeah paddington bear? so he looked yeah. a lot like paddington but he had nightgown on like he had the night shirt that was all red and blue striped and the yeah. pants to go along with it and the little hat to go and that was for me that was my that was my go-to night night time bear oh yeah see in yeah, mine was the Grumpy Bear Care Bear, and literally yeah. I would chew on the ears, mm-hmm. and the little they had this little hair, right? Same thing. Mm-hmm. I would chew on that or suck it. Like I'm yeah. surprised this bear survived me, right, <laughs> like, right? At that age, I did not as a child, but um, I had a girlfriend once that gave me a stuffed sheep. But it was like a giant one, like you could put your arms around. Like it was a huge thing. And she put some of her perfume on it. And the like I'm getting you Velcro sleep gloves. With that. <laughs> give me Velcro gloves. Yeah, so you can hang on better next time you go mutton busting, bud. <laughs> now you get him Velcro chaps. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jason had a Coca-Cola bear. Oh, hey, nice. hell that yeah. Was his go-to. Nice. Okay. That's good. So that's classic right there. Kids or no kids? Like, do I want some? Yeah. Yeah, I want kids. You want kids? Okay. I can give her that. I have kids, so. Yeah. So do you. Yeah, you guys are kind of, <laughs> so, yeah. You, you can't really say you don't want days, them. I'm like, mm, and then okay. she smiles, and I'm like, yeah, this was a good idea. The, the funny thing, and I hate to, I, for me, kids were the, I could, I gotta find the nice way to put this. I didn't oh, care one way or the other. No, when having kids, <laughs> I was not the like, ooh, I gotta have kids or yeah. I don't. Right. I was very much the, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever happens, happens. Okay. Uh, sorry, just another form of it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so I was thinking that. But um, I wouldn't trade them for the world. No, fuck no. Even if they drag you to the end of the motherfucker, you wouldn't trade them for shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. But I I was very much not the, ooh, I got to do this or I got to do... My wife was way more torn with that than me. Right. I was just like, whatever... You, this sounds horrible, though, because that's a big decision, right? To have kids with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To actively make that decision, not the, uh-oh, the condom broker. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-oh. Yeah. Not the uh-oh, kids. And she'd be like, well, I don't know. I'd be like, whatever you want to do, honey, it's good. <laughs> The good support. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm good either way. I don't care. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask the question because Casey asks it every time. Coke or Pepsi? Mm-hmm. I don't like either one. What? Wow. Are we talking products or like actual Coca-Cola and actual Pepsi? Actual Coke, actual Pepsi. I wouldn't choose either one. He's like, no. I'm an RC Cola guy. I did throw it out there just to see what happens. Jason is Pepsi. When I was younger, it was Pepsi. Yeah. Totally. Which surprises me because to me, Pepsi's sweeter than Coke is. And I'm. See, not to me. Sweet guy. Coke is sweeter than Pepsi. Is it? In my opinion, Coke is sweeter than Pepsi. Um, but the only, here's where Pepsi, there's only one good Pepsi and Pepsi fucked up back in the day. Crystal Pepsi? No. Oh, okay. 
You have to do the Pepsi with real sugar because when Pepsi oh, was first yeah. made, mm-hmm. it was with real sugar. Yeah, and when they changed the recipe to what it is now. But to say the same about Coke. Yeah. So everybody used to be like, my wife calls it Mexican Coke because you'd get it out of the. No, you get it out of the. <laughs> yes, the Mexican... I know. I knew where you went with that. Yeah, he's being racist. I um, am not. <laughs> And anyway, but and she was she was always like, "This is so much better." Well, yeah, because it's made with sugar, like with real fucking yeah. sugar. Yeah. So, oh, Jessica says used to prefer Coke, but in my old age, my stomach can't handle it anymore, so I go for Pepsi. In my old age of thirty-two, Jessica, yes. really? Yep. Man, sounds like me. Jesus. In my old age, back when I was a young grandfather, time. <laughs> see and why i chose neither is because when i was younger well first of all my dad was a he was an alcoholic when he was young so he drank shit tons of alcohol but when he finally got sober his go-to soda was root beer so when i was a kid oh, yeah. is we just drink root beer and actually we kind of make a not like a game of it but like we kind of can you actually tell the difference between like a and w and mug can you tell yes. oh, between like yeah, yeah. Barks and like yes uh, you, you can know, like Dad's root beer and stuff. Barks like has bite. Uh-huh. It does. Have bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was there. Have you seen the one for the new for it's it's not your grandfather's root beer? Or yeah. It's not your dad's, dad's root beer. Dad's or whatever root it is. Beer. And it's a, a beer. I, I guess I don't. Know, I haven't tried it. Yeah, it's like an alcoholic root beer. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not bad. I was always a Dr. Pepper guy. Yeah. Always have been. I'll tell you what, the yeah. tap A&W root beer, yeah. out of the tap. Like they used to do at Arctic Circle? Yeah, or yeah. A&W. Yeah. You can get yeah. it out yeah. of the tap. That's the best way to have root beer. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or on ice cream. Well, yeah, you, you do an ice cream float <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Jason says mug. <laughs> yes, I never man. minded Bargs. That didn't bother me. I it was all right. But you could do the Dr Pepper, Mister Pib. But I think hands down, it's Dr Pepper. Carly says Pepsi, Dr Pepper, RC Cola. But it's got to be Cherry RC Cola. Mm. Oh, see okay. That. If I'm headed to a bachelor party, I'm buying a fucking shit ton of RC Cola because nobody gives two fucks. You're getting so blasted, it doesn't even matter. At the end of the night, you're probably not even using cola. It's just fucking whiskey or whatever the fuck you're drinking. (laughs) No, I get that. I'm actually, a lot of times, Dr. Pepper ranks up there, but most of the time if I get a soda, it's actually a Sprite. Sprite's probably my favorite if I have to, like, just... I just ended my streak of trip pointers. I uh, saw that. It's yeah. a disappointment. Yeah. I'm a fucking Shucks. disappointment. <laughs> you, sir, are a failure. I have failed you all. Now redeem yourself. Yeah. Hey, there there it is. ASMR. <laughs> Tidy whities or boxers? Neither. Briefs. Boxer oh, briefs. Boy. Boxer briefs. Yeah. I was waiting for. Commando. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> the the fucking precision on that neither. I was like, uh oh, we have opened a can of worms. I don't know who to open. Put the lid back on. Put it back on. Put it back on. <laughs> Dude, my fucking boys are commando. We actually have to be like, okay, underwear guys. <laughs> like, 
It's one thing to run around the house with just pants or shorts on, but we're going out and you're putting on some underwear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the rule. Yeah. Ooh. I get iced tea usually, but like Canadian iced tea. What exactly is Canadian yeah, iced what tea? The fuck? Well, first of all, it's not real. I can say that. Oh, I feel like that's a shot at the Canadians right there. Holy fuck, your geese aren't even real. All right, Jessica. (laughs) Fucking Canadian geese are just geese that you dubbed yours. And here you're coming. What's Canadian iced tea? Have you ever had, I think it's... Long Island iced tea. Or is it just like shot through like maple syrup? So... (laughs) Go stereotype in there. (laughs) There... Um, iced tea's only iced tea if you pour it off of a maple tree. <laughs> I had yeah. one that was like it was like Thai iced tea or something like that. Thai tea, oh, Thai yeah. tea. Oh, that yeah. that's really good. Thai it's, tea, it's yes. Oh, you like a Thai tea? <laughs> Damn, man. Oh God, what's she say? That's just Eric being a little bitch again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like more than once in your life, Jessica has dominated you. Yeah, I feel like if this was a heels to Jesus situation, that Eric would be asshole to the devil. Yeah. Well, let's see. Sometimes I'll say, like, she'd probably ride you like a mini pony. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'd be fucking dead. <laughs> You'd be lead circle at the donkey uh, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd let you get on my pirate ship. She's probably over there like, who's pirate ship, shit, bitch? It's <laughs> like, that ain't no shit. That's a dinghy. <laughs> There's going to be a plank involved, but you might not be walking it. <laughs> you ever been pegging, boy? <laughs> More than my leg's going to be pegged. <laughs> She said, I think it's equivalent to American sweet tea. So she likes that good old southern style sweet tea. Well, sweet tea and southern sweet tea are two different things. Yeah, southern sweet tea is the way to go. That's that's how to pickle yourself. You ever had southern sweet peach tea? Mm -mm. Oh my god, it's fucking amazing. I hate to. I don't like flavored teas for the most part. It's not like much. Like it's it's not like overbearing. Yeah, well, it's it, it, fucking good. It man. has to be slight because in the actually in the mornings I get tea in the mornings, and I get a, a sweet ginger peach tea. And it's actually pretty good. Yeah, but, I think you could add peach to just about anything. It's gonna be fucking good. I don't know about that. All right, okay, you be skeptical over there. All right, I'm just saying, the right amount is good. See, I just like tea. I'll drink it hot. I'll drink it cold. I'll drink it lukewarm. I'll drink it straight out of the freaking gallon bottle. Like, I'll just drink tea. Yeah, I like tea. Yeah. It's plain old tea. Black tea. What the fuck is cucumber tea? That doesn't sound good at all. An abomination. (laughs) I was going to say, Carly's like, cucumber tea. I'm like, what the fuck? No, the people who want to do the, like, cucumber water and shit like that, no. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. That is, what the fuck is, no. Pre-pickled water. Have you seen the like? I think it's a cucumber lime Gatorade. No, my sister drinks Gatorade. that yeah. religiously. No, my son oh, drinks it's it. Fucking gross. It's and disgusting. My, oh. my wife will drink it. Yeah, it's no bueno. It, uh, yeah, I can't stand it. Not a fan. No, my favorite kind of tea is sun tea. I sun love tea. Oh, yeah, that's sun a good tea. way to do it. Amazing. 
Yeah, Santee's good. Mm-hmm. Eric, what's your favorite board game? Ooh. Favorite board game? Oh, shit. Um, Checkmate. <laughs> that's actually a tough one because I haven't played board games in a long time. Um, like, not just any tabletop game, specifically a board game? Let's go specifically a board game. Okay. That way you, you can't say chess or checkers. Isn't mm. that specifically a board Probably. game? Probably. No. That's like a tabletop game. Uh, oh, okay. Probably the farming game. I have to go with that. What? Farming game? So it was a game like back in the late 70s or something like that. Yeah, I, where I, it's... I play this shit in real life and that is not something <laughs> I would... I mean, I love farming, but damn. It's, Look, it's pretty much just the board Farmville game Farmville died on Facebook, okay? I thought it was... I know used to play that. No, Farmville was or one was of the Facebook early Facebook, Facebook games. Yeah, yeah. Facebook games. I don't know. All I know is a lot of people were all about it, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck you." I got real ones, and they're a whole lot harder to take care of than this. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Don't yeah, get to drive a fucking John Deere covered hot rod flames across the goddamn computer screen <laughs> here. Well, what was yours? Yeah. Uh, what favorite, favorite board game? game? Yeah. Um, I'm actually I wouldn't say board game, but Connect Four. Oh. I loved Connect Four. Hmm. Jessica okay. played the farming game with her dad when she was a kid. There you go. See, so. it's a real game. I didn't say it wasn't a real game. It's just not, not one I know of. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's not. Okay. We're that's calling you a liar, yeah. Eric. We just, <laughs> we just aren't. I would actually have to say Clue. Oh, oh Clue is the best. Clue. Actually, you know what my mom taught me to play when I was a kid was backgammon. Yeah, backgammon is actually backgammon's pretty interesting. Fun. I haven't played that in forever. Isn't that more a dice game, though? It is. You roll yeah. the dice and then move the things. and Yeah. yeah it, I used to be really good at it. My mom taught me and then pinned me against her friends and shit. And <laughs> I used yeah. to like playing card games. Like, I love card games. Like Rummy and yep. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Clue. But nobody likes to play Clue with me. I, I love, love playing Clue. Clue. No, they Clue love playing awesome. Clue. They just don't like to let me play with them. Like my family, they're like, you can't play. I'd play Clue. Why? Yeah. Why fuck yeah. That? I don't give a shit if I lose or I win. I love playing uh, Clue. I don't give a fuck. I don't lose a lot at Clue. <sighs> One of these days, I gotta play Clue with you. So, See, I got, I got four of them from Carly. It was Monopoly, then Trouble. Then sorry, and now Ooh, I love sorry. Sorry, sorry is a class. Sorry ranked up there pretty high we with never me. I played sorry as kids, man. Oh, I man. never. I played it one time. I loved sorry. We played. Yeah. We had that as kids, and I played the shit out of that mm-hmm. board game. Like we played that one quite a bit. I used to play that with my grandparents. Like when I was a kid. Sorry, absolutely. yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd play sorry. Yeah, you know the one we played with the kiddo is shoots and ladders. Okay. You remember Mousetrap? Yes! Mousetrap was the shit back in the day. Mousetrap fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) You can never get anything you want right. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of like, you couldn't set it up on the carpet. It had to be on a table. Yeah. There was was some technical difficulties with Mousetrap. Worth it. Uh, Jason says Risk. Yeah. Yeah, Risk is a good one. Jessica said Aggravation is the best. I'm married, so. I play that one daily. Yeah, I'm gonna say, <laughs> trust me, trust me, being married, aggravation yeah. is just another daily thing, right? Not only that, but you're a parent. Yeah, aggravation is just what happens when you come home some days. All right, last one, and then we'll do you. Would you rather? Because we're actually like two hours into this. 
Oh, are we? Yeah, yeah. it oh. happens. What's your most embarrassing moment in grade school? I can't remember it, so I couldn't tell you. In grade school? Jeez, now we're going. What there. grades are we talking about yeah. here? Because like, I know they're different through, in different whatever. places. Ah, just up to fifth grade. Oh, okay. okay. I can't really remember that all that well. The only one honestly. that I can really think back and remember, uh, and it was more embarrassing for me than anybody else because nobody else really fucking noticed. Yeah. Uh, was actually first day of, or like first day of school, um, like in the kindergarten or first grade. I can't remember which. I think it was kindergarten because I had no clue what the fuck the school, like how it was shaped and where things yeah. were. Right, mm-hmm. and I got lost after oh. the bell rang. Right, and all these kids are running and being crazy and getting their backpacks and all this shit, and I was fucking lost. Oh, shit, inside the school. Because I had no clue. Like, when I got there for the first day, got there, went through the one doors, right down, bam, right into the classroom, right? Then we went out for recess, all the shit, right? My mom was there to pick me up, had my sister in the car seat. She was just a little baby, and I remember looking down a hallway filled with nothing but fucking children and seeing my mom at the end of the hallway with the car seat in her arm, looking at me like, what in the fuck are you doing? Super embarrassed. Got lost in school. Fucking, it was horrible. Actually, that kind of reminds me, and I don't know why it reminds me, but it kind of reminds me a little bit. I, of the few things I can actually remember from grade school, I think one of that will count as embarrassing was I got in trouble by, I think it was my like fourth grade teacher where like parents had to get called in and all that stuff for a little parent teacher student meeting kind of thing. Yeah, that's never good. Because I got caught cheating on tests for my best friend. Oh. How dare you? I know. Fourth grade. I was a little bookworm is what I was at the time. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, I'm sure I pissed my pants at some point. (laughs) I never did any of that. I'm pretty sure I did. I don't no, really I, remember, but I'm gonna guess it happened at some point, so I'll just go with that. I think yeah. <laughs> I think that's the whole like the whole me getting lost thing. I think that's the whole reason why I'm pretty decent at figuring out how to get back where I was okay. nowadays. Mm-hmm. All right. Because it was like the end of the world, you know. Oh traumatized. Yeah, no, you know, that's trying to figure it out. So nowadays, like even if I go into like a new place, like we went, obviously, we all know about this. I went to uh, California with my wife. We had a little week long fucking deal. It was vacation, whatever. I could tell you how to get from the zoo back to the house on the interstates and everything pretty damn well. Like I, we walked around the zoo and the we walked around at one time and then the wife was like, well, what about that one exhibit? And I was like, oh yeah, it's over here. Let's go. I just, I landmark things now since being a little kid. I've always done mm-hmm. this. And so now, and they're like, oh, that's a trauma response. I'm like, well, yeah, motherfuckers. I got lost yes. in a goddamn school one time. Fucking A. I can walk through my house right now and not stub a motherfucking toe with a blindfold on. So okay. it's like, you know, I mean, I think that's one Pretty of the decent. things that is, has 
portrayed itself into my entire life at this point. Carly also says operation for the okay. the That's the one games. where you have to like tweezer out the organ yeah. or something and, and it like buzzes or something. If right? you hit the edges, okay. yeah. Yeah, that that was a good good game. And she also says that she projectile vomited on a teacher. That's oh, awesome. God. That is awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. That would do something. That would traumatize you for the that rest would of your be, life. See, that's a traumatizing moment as a kid. No, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, the life coach is in, in zone. Deep thought. Yeah. And yeah. the shit going on over there on the technical side of the mm-hmm. computer. Hat or no hat? Where? Anywhere. All the time. Go to. 95% of the time, I'll wear a hat. Okay. If I'm like at a funeral or something, I'll fucking take that thing off. Like, well, right, but you're going to yeah, wear one I mean, to the funeral, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll wear mm-hmm. a hat. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm 100% of the time hat. I'll fall asleep with the fucking thing on. Oh, yeah. No, I change them for occasion. Yeah, I, I, I get have that. about 700 of the fuckers. I don't. I only <laughs> wear a hat even marginally regularly now is because it's a dose of dysfunction hat and i, I know it as yeah. and you need to order me one just like that one because then i would wear it a lot more often well yeah i need to get <laughs> new ones because there's i would like a couple different styles would be yeah. kind of nice yeah. but uh and i'm thinking a snapback a little different you know okay. yeah you just okay. something a little more do but... some different merchandise yeah figure that out if we can hit this off and get people fucking invested man we'll go merch this bitch up right mm-hmm. uh let's see let's go we'll try this one would you rather sing your favorite song all by yourself in front of an arena full of people or just in front of the original artist alone. Wait a minute. Oh, hold on. Read it again. Okay, yeah. Okay. Again. So would you rather sing your favorite song uh-huh. all, by, all by yourself, like on a stage in an in a arena full of people all by yourself, right? You're on stage mm-hmm. alone. You're singing this out to a full 70, arena. 70,000 people. Yeah. Mm. Or to in the guy front of the it. original artist. Alone, just you and the artist. I'm gonna guess yours is with the artist. No, you're wrong. Really? really? Rather do it in front of seventy thousand people or in the arena. You know why? It's easier to get laughed at than have somebody look at you with total disappointment, like you butchered their life's work. And if you butchered it in front of the original artist, that look of just utter disappointment yeah. and just like, oh my god, I'm gonna do you one better. I would like to do this, do my favorite song in front of not only 70,000 people, but with the original artist in the front row. Because not only would I like to know if I was worth a shit, but after the fact, I would like to know how badly he felt about me butchering it if I did. Oh, see, I already know I can't sing. I know I'm going to chop this thing to shit. Mm. So if I do it in front of 70,000 people, I can play it off as a good old joke. Everybody laughs at it. We have a good time. I've seen this song every time for since yeah. I get in the fucking shower since I was like 16. Mm. 
I think we're okay. I've had some practice. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Jessica said she'd rather do the arena because it's less intimate. And I'm totally like, yeah, that's no, where I'm I, at. I, I can see that. Because yeah. that, if it's a total failure. Ooh, Carly says original artist. Ooh, that's brave, see, man. See, I'm siding with Carly on this because the the chance of seeing the disappointment in the original artist eyes or you know, what says it out loud or something like that is far, far more preferable to me than embarrassing myself in front of a giant crowd of people. Yeah. Like, I don't like being in the limelight in any scenario. Yeah, Especially this one when I know I can't sing. Just, yeah. Not okay. a chance. So, favorite song? Don't have one. Well, I don't even fucking work with the scenario. <laughs> I'm trying to think well, of myself if, in the scenario. If you though. had to sing one in front of an artist, we'll go with that. What song and what artist? If I had to sing a song in front of the original artist, yeah. What song and who would the artist be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be favorite song, but which I'm one saying, would you? I'm sure there's a Beyonce song. He's about to be super. Yeah. Actually, no. About. I'd probably sing "My Maria" by Brooks and Dunn. Really? Oh, damn. That's impressive because that takes two different styles of voice. It yeah. does, yeah. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't count that as my favorite. Are they the high pitch, one. too? You got to hit that high one. Are yeah. they the boot scooting boogie yeah, guys, too? Yeah. See, I think I could pull yeah. off that song. I know it enough, and I think I My can... Maria or no, Boot Scootin' Boogie? Boot Scootin Boogie. Yeah. I think I could pull that one off. That's it's got a bit of higher not, pitches it's in it, fairly, too. But yeah. it does go up and yeah, come down. But I could keep the tone. That's the problem. Is I, I'm, I'm not tone deaf, necessarily, but I have real trouble with like mm -hmm. recreating the right yeah. tone yeah. in a song. And that's one I could probably butcher my way through a little less. <laughs> a little less. Okay. What, so what would be your favorite song? My favorite song? Yeah. Oh, geez. Which day is it? Like, See, that's for me. I mean, today. I, today? First one comes to your mind. Uh, probably right now. Actually, probably one of my favorite songs is, um, I think it's called I Feel So. Um, and it's Boxcar Racer. Hmm. Mm. And probably the one I've been of late that um, always tends to come back to me is um, Only Joking by the Congos. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good song. And then let's see, Novocaine by the Unlikely Candidates. Yeah, I know you like that one. That mm -hmm. one's pretty high on my list. And then uh, Lean Into the Fall by Mona the Band. Or, um, that probably ranks really, really high up there. And I can just yeah. keep going. I mean, yeah. the, all right, the Black Keys come on. I'm in. I don't really give a fuck which song it is. It's like, yeah. okay, Black Keys are on. What do, what do we got? I mean, actually, I think the one concert I'd love to see before I die that I'll probably never get to see is I would love to see the Black Keys in concert, probably in Nashville in a bar okay. because they're from Nashville oh, yeah. and they will play clubs there. And that would probably be the one I'd want to see just because I think that would be an ultimate show to go to. Okay. So Carly says mm -hmm. that she has too many favorites. It depends on, on her mood lately. Dirty yeah. looks by 
Langley He has Wilson? to adjust his shirt. Yeah, it's got white lettering on it, and the white lettering in the comments doesn't show yeah. up for shit. He loses oh, it. Oh, okay. Comments. I was wondering what the hell you were doing Why over there. Why are you flashing us? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what? He's Well, we're, we're trying to show a little skin. Yeah. See if that helps. The problem gotta, is, I gotta show my cleavage here. Yeah, gotta, yeah, I don't have a filter is. to put the hair out. But he but. had he had to wear the black shirt because his skin's so white. He lost the lettering in it too. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, that's just rude. Well, how aggressive. Uh, I would have to say if I'm gonna sing any of them, it's gonna be Three Wooden Crosses uh, by Randy Travis. And old school. Yeah, yeah, I just that I'm more that slower, kind of slowed yeah. down country road driving type of I like music Randy for me. Travis. I, digging up bones, Randy digging up bones is a good one. I like I like that Deeper one. Deeper than the holler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna there. listen to country, that's kind of the era of country yeah. I'm willing to listen to. Other yeah. than that, I'm like, nah. I'm I would prefer to hear that or uh, even. Most of the older Hank Williams um, and Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. Um, Hank the Third, I'm not the biggest fan on. He does okay, but whatever. Um, Chris Ledoux, I could probably, um, you know, rest in peace. But I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of his stuff is really good. I was good. about to make a bad joke to that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> dead guy here. Yeah. Um, Too soon. um no but i i think that's kind of more my style that more um you know red white and pink slip blues and uh kind of the jazz stuff i really like the old blues music and bluegrass and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so really yeah i I kind of gravitate towards that again i like my rock and roll I like mm-hmm. my, you know, hard rock, my rock and roll, my a little bit of jazz. I don't know why. I just I'm levitate towards it a little bit. Nice. Yeah, no, uh, street music is actually one of my favorites. Guys that just come up with random shit with random instruments on the street. That is some mm-hmm. of the yeah. coolest shit in the world. I mean, me. that's always impressive. I actually really like mariachi. Really? Yeah. One of the coolest things I've ever actually seen um, when, and this was, hmm, how long ago was it? Probably would have been 12, 13 years ago, just before my son was born. So sometime in that, uh, we got to see the Killers in Boise. So whenever they came But one of the bands that opened to him was a band called Mariachi El Bronx. And they're actually a punk band, but they do a, their other side, they do mariachi music. And like, no, no, this is the best part though. They stay true to it. So it is like straight up mariachi music. They don't Mm -hmm. like butcher it or anything like that. And they all wear the mariachi outfits and they get up there and, they play mariachi and he sings the songs and it's just fucking awesome because it's kind of their their songs you know there's a little bit of that punk take to it just because of how the songwriting is right but it's mariachi straight up and it was just fucking good it was one of the coolest things i've seen just because it was just so feel good and seeing it live you right. were just like fuck Happy man and well and not only that it would have made perfect again 
bar music. I think yeah. that's what I like. Bands that I go see that I go, man, if I was in a little club sitting at a table just with some friends bullshitting and that was on the stage, right? Yeah. Or just, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I could turn and watch them a little bit and go back to, but that being in the background, that's my kind of music. Yeah. You know what I really like? Um, and it has actually made a pretty decent comeback lately is uh, Celtic Rock. Okay, yeah, the bagpipes and the violins and shit like that, like just that. Well, more if you take up to Boston, and all yeah, that but stuff. when yeah. uh, what was it when Metallica did music with I think it was San Francisco Philharmonic? Wasn't that like back in the early two thousands or it, they did? Like that? Yeah. But yeah. it's really good. I mean, like heavier rock. And you mix that in with like an orchestra or yeah. the, a symphony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it it plays well. Oh, yeah. There's some. Have you seen the two cello guys? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen? Yeah, that's super cool. They like do the cover they of do, Thunderstruck. Is yeah, like, they do hardcore rock awesome. or rock and roll. Yeah. Or whatever. Oh, it's fun. But they do it with two cellos. And by the time they get done. Their bows are just shredded. Bows are shredded. Pieces. Strings are fucked. They need all new fucking setup, right? Like every song they do at the end, they have to at least get a new bow, mm-hmm. retune real quick, and go. And then sometimes they actually have to give the what's left of their cello back and get another one to finish their concert. They are fucking awesome. They huh. do amazing shit. Well, see, going back to something you said, that there's an actual genre of music called symphonic metal. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I've like, have this. you heard of the band Nightwish? They're, no, they're I mean, pretty, that's... Uh, I think they're a little more popular overseas. But yeah, I they can... do some fucking awesome stuff where they mix, like, um, like operatic metal yeah. and symphonic metal to get, like, the, it's a perfect blend yeah. of the genres. Like, it's, it's cool it's as shit. It's sweet stuff. And there's yeah. three gals on Facebook is where I first seen them, but they do uh, bagpipes, and they no. do I want to say it's ACDC. Yeah, bagpipes yeah. is always fun, dude. Bagpipes are fucking awesome. Yeah. I actually yeah. like a lot of drums, and it was I think it was late '90s, early 2000s was fairly popular where, or at least they they would show it a lot. The kids who play or the it was mainly inner city type, but they would play on five gallon buckets. Yep. They would play drums on those. And the, no, not stomp. Just, they would just play the drums, but these guys would hold the bucket with like their feet oh, and they'd yeah, yeah, pick yeah. it up, adjust the sound and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were amazing. Like you just like listen. squeeze the bucket yeah. Yeah. And, and let it kind of loosely hang or they'd set it back on the ground and do yeah. all it up you know. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. impressive to watch, you know, people who, Oh yeah, you know nobody taught them how to play. Like this right. was them yeah. figuring out how to play, and it was impressive. Yeah, no, I when it comes down to music, I have a lot of lot of variation in what I like. Same, um, which is what I've noticed about a lot of people after they get out of their closed minded. I have to listen to this one. Well, thing. yeah, when you get out of the uh oh, this is my group, and I have to stick to what the group yeah. does, right. and you have open to open your mind. And well, realize that being closed-minded only hurts you. Yes. When you open your mind to a lot of these different things, like Sound of Silence is one of my favorite songs as well. Mm. Um, to the point where I hum it to put Maggie down for bedtime sometimes because she, for whatever reason, just the humming it, the vibrations yeah. between my chest and hers and, and the noise, yeah. it just it puts her to sleep. I love that song. It works great for a lot of things. 
country and western yes i would tell you that old country um and older rock and even back into the bluegrass and jazz and stuff like that for me that's kind of where my roots sit but i still am open to newer stuff too like i like some of the newer stuff i like certain types of rap i don't if you're going to talk about fucking money and hoes and shooting up other gang bangers whatever i could give two fucks but if you're going to talk about actual real shit back in the day when they actually put it together and it wasn't necessarily rap as much as it was actually harmonizing what you were saying yeah yeah it was better it just it was way better yeah i'm not as keen on current rap as yeah no i don't we're the... talking like 90s style rap uh, like, late like, so 80s i was gonna that. say really in the eight he's talking more i would say in the 80s when it really kind of first okay. started getting more of a mainstream but yeah they had a little more of a rhythm they had better rhythm and they actually had lyrics that said something right yeah you there know, was there, meaning to the th- shit they were there talking, was a yeah. message in what they were rapping um yeah. Then you get into when we talked about gangster rap, right? That'd be the '90s. Carly says mumble rap. Yeah, is, oh fuck, is whatever rap. what it's called. And yeah, if you can't put together a fucking sentence with real words, sorry, but take the dick out of your mouth. Well, and that's kind of why I don't really like the newer rap because it all just blends together. Yeah, like, it does. Oh, it's all the same shit. Yeah, and they. The beats don't vary enough. You know what song actually captivated new rap all in itself? Boats and hoes, boats and hoes. Oh, that's literally, fucking, yeah, because yeah, that's song. all it is. It is, but I mean, you take so a lot of like a lot of late '90s hip hop and rap. If you go back and lick, listen to '70s disco, mm-hmm. straight up, that's where yeah. all the beats come from. Yeah, like I do listen to some of that, you, stuff, yeah. right? But it's good. But if yeah. you take, so I had once, once upon a time when I was in the one of those CD clubs where you'd get ones all the time, and mm-hmm. I always forgot to tell them no, I don't want that. Right, <laughs> you right. know. Uh, so I wound up paying for way more CDs than I ever needed to. Worst uh, thing in the fucking yeah, world. Yeah, because they send you a shitty one, and you're yeah. like, you know what, I'm fucking done with this. And then uh, well, they send you a good one, and you were like. Yeah, oh, fuck or yeah, I can do this, you know. Worth it. And then they'd be like, "Oh, we've got this like buy ten, you know, like buy you could get like, like buy four, get three, yeah." And you were like, yeah. "Oh shit, I want to get this and this and this." You get suckered in, and then they'd be like, "But if you sign up for this monthly plan, uh-huh. oh, you can just send it back if you don't want it." And you're like, you never did, and then you're like, yeah, "Oh the- fuck, I owe," so you just pay the bill and move yeah, on. Yeah. Well, I had the. Because I'm not a disco guy, but I had the last days of disco okay. soundtrack. The last mm-hmm. days of disco. Well, it was a soundtrack to the movie they put out, and I was like, and somebody had, in talking about music, had made a comment about, oh yeah, you ever notice a bunch of rap songs have uh, a disco beat? And I was like, what? No. And I should, you know, I put the CD in, and I I'd hit a track, and it'd start, and I'd be like, shit, it, that's this song, right? You could hear. And I was able to go through almost every single song on that CD and relate it to a current popular like hip hop or rap song. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit, they pulled a lot of beats out of disco. Right. It's but it's interesting to see because you get people disco sucks, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Disco's you know? bullshit. 
well, a lot of people are in clubs doing it, but I bet yeah. disco's a whole lot better when you're on the right kind of drugs. Oh, I bet. Music is interesting, and not to dive too deep, but I know we're coming to the end here, but I did take <laughs> we're a music... almost two and a half hours. Yeah. So. I took a music theory class, well, like over a decade ago. Right. But anyway, is music is designed to make people feel things. Yeah. And different kinds yeah. of chords and beats and styles and stuff make you feel things differently. Hmm. Even depending they... on how it, like, you could take probably any modern pop song, blend them all together, and they sound all the fucking same. They right. all sound upbeat and, you know, happy and, you know. Well, yeah, yeah most light. of it is trying to sell something. Right. It's oh, yeah. not just being used for music as music. It's trying right. to sell something. Exactly. Yeah. It's designed to make you feel good, so you want more of it. Right. right. And, yeah. Well, and most rap is, it's a, a beat and a relation to whatever struggle of, it's telling somebody's struggle. So if you're not in that environment or that state of mind, I just don't think it computes. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah. and that's the thing too, is you, you're aiming towards genres and people and what's there. You could play the same song in five different genres and one of them, somebody would be like, oh, that's fucking, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Because it makes you, you know. But the other five people hear it in the other ones. You know, I mean, you can have one person per fucking genre that's like, oh, I like this one. The other four I don't like. Well, the other something person you like, touched oh, I like on, this Brock. one, but the other four I don't like. Well, think about this. You touched on this earlier, is take the song The Sound of Silence. Mm-hmm. The original song by Simon and Garfunkel is mm-hmm. not even close to the same oh, not at all. style as the Disturbed cover, which is yeah. like, super famous. Yeah, Oh, yeah. And, and they the sound funny part totally is different. hearing both of them, and I like both of them. I do. I like both versions of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as it sits, yeah, there there's a whole lot of people who don't even know that that's not, you know, like that was. They're like, wait a minute, what? Somebody else sung this first, right? It's the same thing that happens with Nine Inch Nails and uh, uh, Ring of Fire. Oh, Ring of Fire, okay. Johnny Cash. Everybody's like, oh yeah, the Johnny Cash song. No, 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 the Nine Inch Nails. It was, yeah, 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 same thing. But he does it better, by the way. Johnny Cash. Cash. Oh, I was impressed that that's how you feel because you don't like country. No, there's a difference. That's a different. I don't like pretty much any country from yeah i can agree with you yeah, i well, mean you go i, school, I, I like struggle with that style stuff. but when you nah, get even he even his some of his stuff is too but when you get to and i'm gonna use a few of them that go with johnny cash when you get to one of my favorite songs is uh johnny cash willie nelson Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Christopherson and oh, Chris is it Merle Haggard? Merle Haggard, Haggard, Waylon Jennings, or Waylon Jennings is the other Jennings. one, and it's the I was a star man. Oh, you're talking about the Highwayman. The Highwayman. Yeah. That that song is probably one of my all time favorites. Actually, really, I love okay. that song. But you're also talking about a different generation of country, 
it yeah. blends more with blues yeah and blues blends more with rock and again yeah. it tells a story right and my problem with most modern music is it doesn't tell a story yeah like, most of it's just this bullshit you it's know just jumbled up shit it's so, like taking a scoop of fucking soup out of the pot it's all gonna be the same shit it's just gonna be a little bit differently configured in the spoon yeah, and I think for me, that's why I've always gravitated more towards like alternative and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because it still has a more story like feel to it, as opposed to, you know, um, well, more of those guys write their own music. That's the yeah. thing. It, there's yeah. more authenticity. Now, not all of them. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. They don't always. But most pop, very few pop artists write any of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody else has written it. Most of the time they were accomplished all on their own and now they just write. Yeah. And they, but they don't write their own music. So it's just this overproduced mass. Okay. Here's yeah. seeing this, right? There's exactly. nothing, there's nothing personal. It's there's like no feelings in it. Right. But that was the heart that goes back to when we saw Everclear and you watch this rock star later in his life and ever clear being the fact that Art Alexakis is the guy who wrote all the songs, right? right? So you're watching him tell the tell you something, hey, this is a song, giving you a meaning behind the song, but when you listen, there's a story in each and every mm-hmm. song. It doesn't mean necessarily that they're always like good songs musically, but there's content to them that you relate to. And that's why I go back to most of your rap like, even in the 90s or the 80s, there's at least a story or a theme yeah. to it. And now yeah. it's like... Well, here's here's one I'll give you that that was kind of brought up here in the comments. Um, is the country rap, right? Hip-hop? Hip-hop, yeah. Um, not that I don't disagree with it. Like I, or no, it's I fine. It can be it. a genre if you it, like yeah. it. And there's some of it that's really catchy. You kind of catch yourself and you're like... Then you get the guilty, oh, I'm not supposed to like this. Right, <laughs> right, right. Here's, here's where I run into an issue with most of that. At a certain point, you can't fit both genres in the same type of song. Like, you can't, it you can't do it. You something. can't talk about, um, you know, the, the things that you, in the older country songs where they actually have a beginning, a middle, and an end, where they go through a story and bring you to that. You can't have that in hip-hop, and I'm sure this is going to piss some people off. It doesn't fucking matter what you think. It doesn't have it. No. It doesn't have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the biggest issue is the people who started it sold the fuck out. They sold out, and they became fat cats in the society of, Mm. of their genre. Well, but I would tell you that's what is happening to – that's what takes away from hip-hop and rap now. Yeah. It's because they've – I think – not hip-hop, but hip-hop and rap is actually – it's not that they've sold out and got bigger. No. They've just died out of the scene and let the stupid ones fill it. Well, here's where it comes from. Most of the things we like comes out – comes out of being oppressed and not saying that there's not still black. I'm not trying to take it there, but they're not that level of oppression is not the same. It was and the opportunities that weren't there for a lot of these people 
and what they went through is right. not the same as now. It's right. not the same. They're singing about an experience they've never really fucking had. Right. They're they're singing about it because they know what points to hit to make somebody feel oh special nipples get hard. Mm. Because they or they're know taking stories from somebody older than them. Exactly. And, but the feeling's not there because yeah. they didn't go through it. Right. Right. There's actually, there's a Jamie Johnson song. I know we're getting right close to the end. Mm-hmm. There's, and we need to fucking wrap it up. But there's a Jamie Johnson <laughs> song that is always, always kind of buddy. It's yeah. in color. And it's because he talks about a generational step every time. So the guy... You know, when he's talking about, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the song. And probably, Jamie yeah. Johnson's In Color. Um, you should have seen it in color, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, he's talking about his his granddad telling him this lifelong journey of his through black and white photos. And he makes it to the very end where, you know, at first he was this kid and then he was the soldier and then he was the grandpa, you know, like he... He makes it through these steps. He makes it all the way through the the deal. Even though it's his grandpa's story, he makes you feel it. Like, it makes you feel the music when it hits you. It doesn't have to be the catchiest beat. It's not the fanciest shit. It's not about the boats and the hose and the whatever, you know, and the the my truck and ex-wife, some bullshit like that. It's, It's simply, it walks you through his life in the three stages that it takes, you know, more precedent than others. And you feel like you're there. Yeah. You feel like you're in the song, even though it's his grandpa and it's not him going through it. Mm-hmm. But most of the guys nowadays, they try to play it like it's their fucking shit. And yeah. ultimately, it has no heart. It has no soul. It has no substance. It's just fucking background noise. Right. So that's, I don't know. I get kind of fucking sentimental about certain songs but that one to me up, sir. yeah <laughs> right i'm getting a breath um that song to me actually states it shows you what real music is actually about it's it's that storytelling line and putting you in the shoes of um you know the storyteller so like riding with private malone is another good one it puts mm. you right in the passenger seat of the corvette like right. it just it just it does it puts you there you feel like you're in it I think that's why people tend to like older songs. Like, again, I know you touched it. We're getting down to the end. But even tonight, like when I was out at my gig before coming here, is we just had a local cover band that was playing like 70s and 80s music. Right. I mean, you could tell they were a cover band, but whatever. But people were getting into it. Like people my age and younger, people were getting into it. Because for better or for worse, it seems like older music does. It tells something. Oh, yeah. It makes you feel something. Instead yeah. of being, how did you say it? Trying to sell something? Yeah. Instead. You're you're telling a story as opposed to selling a product. Yeah. It's or music. an image or an idea. Right. So uh, there's a difference between storytelling, mm-hmm. which I think is er- what music traditionally through time mm-hmm. has been. It's yeah, it, it storytelling. It's a way people pass... You know, it's like, why do you think a sea shanty is popular? It's a story. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious, yes, though. It is, it's a no, story. No, no. I mean, that's that's the reality. Like, why do you think the, like, Irish rock bands are popular? Because their songs are stories. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, it, musically, 
music has been used to tell a story for ages, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost a history unto itself, right? It's a music tells a story of the times, but again, we're in a period right now where music is so commercialized that it's it's not telling a story. It's vending machine junk. Yeah, it's selling a product. It's It's selling an image. It's it's. It's yeah. meant to, they're using it for the purpose of trying to sell you something. and But then again, it will, now you'll go back through, it'll die out. I mean, you know. Yeah, it will never be as feasible as a story told song. Right. And it so, will not be the hit like you, 80s hits, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, as they come forward, we're 2022, still listening to music from back in the fucking day think of like elvis presley elvis presley what was it what was his title again like the king of rock and yeah he was the king king. he was the king back in the day you get what 50s 60s something like that yeah early 70s is that he passed away in the the early 70s yeah Yeah. and and yeah he brought well it's no different the beatles johnny cash johnny cash but again they were stories and a lot of Mm -hmm. it but that's like a lot of what that music's all ripped from is the blues. Yeah, it, it is. Mm-hmm. But Soggy Bottom Boys. Yeah, the, very famous song. Right. Of but mm-hmm. the the blues again is an came from an oppressed group telling a story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so your best things when people quit being oppressed, they get lazy. Uh, no, I'm oh, dead I, serious. No, like, I, I agree. So, yeah, and, 100%. And, and this is a and whole nother better music. <laughs> well, but it's it's a whole nother thing we could go down very easily. You mm-hmm. could take it back to, I'll take it to boxing. Look at who, seriously, look at who the world champion boxers are, and you can tell the oppressed class. Oh, the, yeah. the reason yeah. being is, mm-hmm. early stages of boxing, it was Irish. Bare knuckle Irish fighters yeah. were the ruling class of boxing, right? Yeah. The, your best fighters. Mm-hmm. Well, they were the oppressed ones coming off the boat. They were treated mm-hmm. like shit. They were treated like a they lower cap for every fucking right. trunk of dirt they had. They had mm-hmm. to fight. You go, you go through. You have boxing. Look through seventies and eighties. Your African American boxers mm-hmm. were the best boxers because they were the most oppressed mm-hmm. class. They had to scrap See, and fight for everything. And that's where media has changed things too, because you don't normally think of the ones before that, the seventies and eighties, where right. things were starting to get televised and radio yes. was a big thing. In it. Mm-hmm. So you know. you know, just about everybody could tell you who fucking Mike Tyson is, right? Right. Now he's later in that generation of stuff. But you go all the way back to even like... Yeah, but you uh, had Muhammad Ali, you had Sugar Ray Leonard, you had mm-hmm. George Foreman. Yep. I mean, these guys were yeah. the guys they who They were came... the ones who were idolized over the Irish right. because of the media's, what do you but, call it, influence on everybody with it. Yeah. So now these are the guys that everybody knows. Everybody knows George Foreman. Everybody knows Muhammad Ali. They know Mike Tyson. They know, you know, all this as we come now into, uh, what is it, Floyd, uh, Floyd May- Mayweather, yeah. you know? And, and so, yes, you see the difference in people as it, as it grows, yeah. right? But think of the surgeon of Hispanic boxers, mm-hmm. right? Look at a lot of your um, South American when you get below 
a lot of your fighters come out of those countries now. Like mm-hmm. best it's baseball. You say that, but now you look at your UFC fighters, who a lot of them are coming out of Brazil and Ireland again, right? Because you're having issues there. Eastern Europe, when you same time in that eighties, nineties, mm-hmm. when there was that Eastern Bloc, yeah. that Cold War era, yeah. a lot of your Russia, Germany, you know, you started oh, yeah. seeing Russian was always a something yeah. to be worried about, right? And you go to those times, the more kind of oppressed, controlled people, those are the ones, you know, that you see tend to be the much more. It's no different than when we put together Olympic athletes, right? And you you take a bunch of amateur athletes. You're taking amateur athletes over there most of the time. You know, they're not pros in anything, minus basketball. (laughs) But for a long time. Okay, shut it down. I don't but, know when to go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying a lot of, though, when you see popular things or the people who are, yeah. most of the time, it comes out of oppression because everybody likes an underdog story. Oh, yeah. the it, case. Sorry, it's a story. That's what it is. It's a story. You yeah. know, there's something to root for. You have a beginning, middle, end, and there's typically you either pull tragedy out of it because something yeah. bad happens to yeah. whoever or success. You get to see this person or thing be successful and you go, wow, that's amazing. Maybe I could do that. Right. It gives, it gives hope. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you either get tragedy or inspiration. hope, but yeah. And even from tragedy, you can pull inspiration. Well, that's the thing. I think it, it more triggers the inspiration in people than, than either of the other two, mainly because you can pull it out of, both right yeah no i agree is it a case of things lose their meaning and memorability if there's no personal investment in it anymore oh 100 yeah and i think it, as long as you continue to realize that the history is there it will always stay in your mind that there's there's always another step you can take if you lose the relatability does it actually mean anything anymore no, no, that's it's, it's, and that's how things it's, die out. Says it's noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, the 2000 to 2020s era will be fucking forgotten, um, except for amongst the children who feel like they are expressed in. Yeah, fucking, it's it's just put out an album. Exactly. Right. I got it. I got it. I got it made. And this trip over my mustache and my chewing tobacco enough, we'll fucking put out a we'll put out an album. Well, as Jay Z once said, I dropped the black album, then I back out him, best rapper alive. Oh dear God. <laughs> All right. So we'd like to thank you for <laughs> Well, we are two hours and forty two minutes into Holy this. Holy fuck, oh. we need to split this one in half. You don't know when to shut up. I no, know. Just... <laughs> it happens. It's being an asshole. That's anyway. why our viewers fucking love me. Yeah, this is an epic rabbit hole right here. Uh-huh. So, all we right. need to dig our way out of it. Yeah, it's like, well, we're digging for China. No. Anyway, that being said, we are going to wrap this one up. I uh, appreciate everybody listening, especially if you weather the whole... 
almost three hours of this. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but um, again, reach out. Uh, we got to thank Carly and Jessica yep. who are mainstays. We really appreciate the fact that you come on Saturdays nights, hang out and interact with us. Uh, anybody else who listened to us, please join in. We we want y'all come join the dysfunction and also have to give it out to the legendary Red Beard, which um, I think uh, I think I have a title for this episode. Sounds good. So uh-huh. we'll get okay. there. All right. Well, we appreciate you all. Hit us up on our social media. Thank you all for listening, and good night.